This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. I've forgotten how to introduce this podcast, so I'm just going to say random words. All right. Cool. That's a good start. That's Movies. Exciting. I don't know. Uh, we're here in our 202nd episode to mostly talk about The Dark Tower to fulfill a promise to Youp, because mm. we love Youp. But we're also going to talk about a lot of the other movies we haven't been able to talk about with everybody this year. I've got a little bit of listener feedback as well that I'll get to in a second. And then if we have some time, maybe we will go over what else we are looking forward to in the remainder of this year. But um, go to Midwest uh, MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Find out about the other shows on our network. Gone to Texas is currently in full swing. We've got three episodes left of the season of Preacher, season two. Uh, and season one is available on Hulu. And you can go listen to all of our episodes and uh, get some high-quality dissection of that show. I think season two of Gone to Texas is better than season one. I went back and listened to season one, and it was way too much recapping. And, of, of, oh, okay. And not enough discussion, because I was bad at it. Has season two of Preacher been better than season one? It's hard to say. Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to say without it being over. Yeah, we, we need to give like a fuller... Because season one, I feel like at this point in season one, Nick was disappointed, and I was like, it's okay. And now in season two, we're both kind of like, yeah, we need to wait and see how this finishes okay. out. Gotcha. So, there's a lot of irons in the fire. So, And then also, Horror Movie Yearbook, uh, you guys not only have done two different commentary tracks, mm-hmm. one for Friday the 13th Part 8, but also for Sleepaway Camp, mm-hmm. and then also there was a Fight the Franchise on yeah. uh, the Phantasm series, mm-hmm. but also you just put out a George Romero respect, uh, retrospective, Yeah, which I started Tribute listening to. Tribute to George. Yeah. yeah we're so. pretty proud of it. We enjoyed doing it. Yes, please go check that out. Horror Movie Yearbook. It's on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all that good stuff, or horrormovieyearbook.com. Uh, with all of that out of the way, we've got a little bit of feedback. This one came in from Gordon. He said, hey, Alex, watching the Halt and Catch Fire premiere, and I remembered that I probably never thanked you for introducing me to it by hyping it on the podcast. So thank you very much for the recommendation. Such an awesome show. I wish more people were watching it. Hope you are enjoying the new season. Also, using the opportunity to say I truly miss the podcast. Hope you guys are doing great. All the best. Cheers from Germany. This time, Munich. Gordon. <laughs> he also said, P.S. You guys should come to Oktoberfest. Haven't been there till now, but the hype among the M- Munkner, the Munichians, I guess, is what he's trying. What, he, okay. what he's maybe saying. Cool. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce the actual word, but he said the hype among the Munichians is real. Cool. So. I think we'd love to come to Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, yes. Absolutely. That would be great. <laughs> if you're if you're paying, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, maybe, totally. maybe we'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Tim might be the closest to you in the next in the in the coming weeks. Oh yeah, because I'll be over a trip, in London. Yeah. He'll be abroad. Yeah. Yes, but no uh no Germany no Germany offshoot. No, what's funny trip. is we were uh, thinking about going to Germany at first. Yeah. Then. Oh. And then somebody became president and then it all went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you gordon for writing in glad you're yes, enjoying thank you, gordon. halt and catch fire uh this is the final season of halt and catch fire by the way there was a two-hour premiere last saturday there's another one on tonight uh, i watched the first half of the two-hour premiere and i've enjoyed it quite a bit it's an awesome Good. show 
and then Tommy wrote into Game Nerds, but also had a little bit about Film Nerds. He said, this last bit is for the Film Nerds. I don't know if you've checked recently, but movies are good again, so or you can like start making episodes again. That being said, I have a challenge for the Film Nerds. I have an extra copy of the Criterion DVD. Yeah, I know. Of Federico Fellini's Eight and a Half. I will mail it to you if and only if you review it for your Resurgence episode of Midwest Film Nerds or whichever episode. Time to show the legitimacy of your movie podcast by discussing one of the most important films of cinema history. If Sandy and his colorful comrades can tackle Pedro Almodovar, I butchered that, uh, I'm sure you'll have no trouble with Fellini. Your move, Tom. Uh, And he said, P.S. Sandy, if you're listening. So he wrote into films of every color via Midwest Film Nerds here. Sandy, if you're listening, I'd love to hear you and the gang discuss the new Planet of the Apes trilogy compared to the old Apes movies. There's definitely much to chew on. We'll just pretend the Tim Burton one doesn't exist. (laughs) Uh, Tom, I believe Nick responded to my text of this uh, message by saying that he owns the Blu-ray of Eight and a Half. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we do have a copy. Save your postage. Should we? Should we ever <laughs> choose to do so? Tommy also sent me. He had an extra vinyl copy of the La La Land soundtrack, and oh, he hey. sent it to me. That's so really that was nice. Very nice That's of cool. him. Oh my god! Thank you very much. I appreciate it very much. But um, yeah, movies are good again. But we didn't stop the podcast because movies were bad. No. They just, you know. We just couldn't find time to. Life life caught this. up with us. And uh, yeah. So. But well, thank you for writing in. Movies are the same. Movies are the same. Yeah. They're just as terrible and fantastic yeah. as they have ever been. Correct. I thought this was a pretty good summer, though. It was a real. July itself yeah. had like a movie every weekend that was yeah. fantastic. I thought it was better than last year's. Yeah. If that's what we're. That's fair. Yeah, That's yeah. Fair. This summer Des- was way better than last summer, but I saw less movies. Despite uh-huh. there being yeah. a Transformers film out this year, <laughs> it was still a better year than last year. I couldn't tell you what came out this year. My memory is you're about well, to find well, out. Good well, news, because <laughs> I've got the 2017 in film Wikipedia. Uh, okay, article. one of my favorite Wikipedia. Hold up, we're gonna go all the way back to February because that's the last time we put out an episode. Uh, did anybody see Rings? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tim wrote an article on Rings. I thought so. Yeah, there's an article. Is it on Horror Movie Yearbook? Yeah. Or is it on? Yes. Okay, so go to horrormovieyearbook.com for more in-depth thoughts. But Tim, Especially on Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down on Rings? Down. Yeah, you spoke How about it a little thumbs? bit. One on, or two? One. <laughs> Just What's one. the other thumb doing? <laughs> the other thumb. It's in the back of a taxi cab. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the other thumb is doing. Okay. <laughs> Probably the, playing the Switch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> while, while it plays in the background. Yeah, uh, I just watched the Lego Batman movie, which came out February oh, tenth. It's really good. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as the Lego movie, but there's some fantastic references to all of the Batman. That's cool. Lore and like it's Will Arnett, right? Will Arnett. Okay. Yep. And oh, there's I'm in. like uh, Michael Sarah's in there, and Rosario Dawson, and a bunch of other people. So it, it's it's quite worth a, a rental if those especially if you're a batman fan yeah 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 totally so um john wick chapter two came out the same weekend mm-hmm. yeah. did we all see john yeah. wick yeah yep we're all nodding collectively yeah. at the table it was fantastic yeah i liked it <laughs> yeah it was I, very good i loved it i don't i don't know that it reached the heights of john wick one but that's just because john wick felt so refreshing that that's the thing yeah to it, make a sequel of it it's yeah a little bit diminishing returns but not by much in this case the thing that balances out like i mean obviously you're gonna lose the shock and awe of seeing keanu just like be the best at murder yeah but they more they make up for it with like adding to the kind of cool hinted at mythology from the first one yeah so 
Yeah. Because they, they really don't tell you a lot about the, the world of the assassins in the first one. You just get these cool no. little hints and there's the coins and you're like, whoa, this is neat. And there's this hotel you go to. And, but in this one, they kind of flesh it out. Um, yeah. More so. So that, that, that was what kept me going was the mythology of it. Yeah, there's, there's certainly more, a little more world building and they are apparently making a third one. Uh, well. Ruby Rose is not good though. Oh, I liked her in this. Did you? Yeah. I don't. I was fine. <laughs> yeah. I, liked, I liked his showdown with her. That was yeah, tight. I thought she was cool. <laughs> I liked the sign language. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was sweet, yeah. The character was cool. I could go either way on the performance. Yeah. But it couldn't, I don't care. This thing, I don't care. It's another character in John Wick. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Only Ian McShane and John Wick matter. Yeah, no, no, they, no. Because Lawrence more... Fishburne's hilarious in this one, isn't he? Oh, yes. The pigeon. Oh, isn't he like a pigeon? <laughs> yeah, pigeon king. Yeah, he's awesome. yeah, he's the woman from Home Alone, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's so sweet. He's Brendan Fricker's final form. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's Actually, uh, that's uh, Common really was pretty sweet in this. In oh, that scene with Common where they're... Where they're walking? Yeah. Oh, that's very yeah. good. <laughs> and the fight on the uh, subway, too, was really brutal. Well, the way this, the way John Wick 2 ends, I almost... I was watching it and I was like, this isn't as good as the first until the very ending. And the way it ended, I was like, holy shit, this might be better than the first. And then you're ready for a third one. Because <laughs> it ends so dark. It's yeah. such a dark ending. I, yeah. was, I was really surprised. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 It's a great movie. Uh, a Cure for Wellness, the Gore Verbinski film. Oh, you yeah. Saw that, I saw Tim. this. Uh, starring... Uh, Is that the full title? Dane DeHaan, yes. Dane DeHaan, yeah. He's in it. Um, <laughs> Is he, though? <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Um... It's a silly. Oh man, this is like some of the weirder big budget stuff. It's two and a half hours long. <laughs> but Tim, I was Tim loves a good long movie. <laughs> yeah, I sure we'll get into that later. Yeah, why would you ever agree to go and see the? I don't know why you would like that. What's it? I feel like you I would rented look it. The, I did not okay. see it in the theater. Okay. I rented it one night, All right. and I just let it play out in front of me mostly. <laughs> and by about because I started at like nine thirty, it was over by midnight, and I'm, I was never bored. Because there's some wacky shit in that one. <laughs> I heard the score's really good. The score's really good. It looks gorgeous. Um, I, I think I kind of liked it. Scores by Benjamin Walfish? It's the guy who's doing it. Okay, and he yeah. did so Hidden many, Figures, Lights Out. So many Tim reviews. And I think I kind of <laughs> liked it. <laughs> I, I was curious about it, uh, but maybe I'll... If you like constant Freudian imagery... Like constant. That's what I oh. look for. Eels in my life. and yeah, all sorts of shit. All right, oh. good to know. Just eels. Just so <laughs> there are so many eels in this. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought, it was, like it could have become like a sci-fi movie about killer eels at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I right. have no idea what you're even talking about. <laughs> uh, zooming forward into March, we've got James Mangold's Logan. Uh huh. Logan was sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. The Logan was very good. Capper to the Wolverine films. Did anybody see the black and white version? No. no, I have no, not yet. Yeah. Did anybody I'd, want to? Uh, I would watch it. If it was my third time watching the movie, but I still haven't seen it a second time. That's fair. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. No. I, I will say the one <laughs> thing that was missing from Logan for me was Leif Schreiber. Because like yeah. he was so sweet as Sabretooth in that awful Origins movie that he deserves a better movie Absolutely. to be Sabretooth in. So I was hoping he'd pop up. But that would have been good. That's all right. Yeah. I, uh, are we spoiling it? Spoilers for some of these. Spoilers ones. for Logan. I really wanted him to pull out the brown and yellow Wolverine right? costume yeah. at the end, <laughs> even if it didn't really make any sense. <laughs> but at that point, who cares, if, right? If after he had injected himself, yep. he just suddenly has it on. That's like I, I like when he because he had like a box or a crate or something, right? Yeah. And he pulls out yeah. something that's not it, and then I wanted it to be the costume and have yeah. him go ape shit in it. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, whatever. Even yeah. if they went with the X Force, like the gray and black one. Yeah. That'd be acceptable. You just wanted the the full costume like, with like the, the mask. head, the yeah. head like yeah. fins on it and everything. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That would have been insane. It's sad that Hugh's never going to be able to wear that. Full what on. if what if they get Wolverine and Deadpool too, but it's just a dude in full costume the whole time? Like it's somebody who would allow them to have the helmet on him the entire movie. That's fine. I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> like it's not actually Hugh Jackman, but just a guy. They play it like it is. <laughs> it would be funny. Like an, they cast like an Australian guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. They cast Do Gray. Do Gray. Do Gray. Oh, give boy. Give him a chance. 20 <laughs> years later. Finally gets his, the original gets Wolverine shot. casting. Uh, oh. Kong Skull Island. I didn't get a chance to see. That's but all that we have out. to say about Logan. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, we can talk about it more. It's been a while. It's been though. a while. Have to, I, I, just, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. terrific. Yeah. Well, you know what? The one thing that I really applauded for over uh, everything they did really well, the way that it actually acknowledged X-Men comics. Mm-hmm. And put them in the movie. Yeah, was awesome. Yeah, and even down to like him being like, "Yeah, it didn't happen like this. These are just trash." Yeah, this is it, it's not this good, and people aren't this heroic. I was like, "Oh, this is really good." The uh, yeah, the idea that the X Men were real, yeah. and then they inspired fiction around them, yeah. and yeah, that that I was that was cool really concept. cool. But uh, yeah, the only thing about it, I don't really remember there being like, I don't. Think, I don't feel like Boyd Holbrook's character was like a good villain. He was all right. Like his death was kind of almost funny. Yeah, but it shouldn't have been. Yeah. No, it bugged me at first. Like the the movie is lacking in the villain department, but but it's so good everywhere. But the thing else. is, it the movie this movie shouldn't be about villains. That's it true. Be about it's Logan. about Logan. <laughs> so like when I first watched, it, I remember being like, ah, eh, it's a little underwhelming. That like essentially the big bad at the end is just Hugh Jackman. But yeah. No, two, at the same time the movie should hues. be focused on two hues on, <laughs> i i only wished that the the wolverine clone or whatever he was was wearing his outfit from um from chappy <laughs> <laughs> i wish the bad guy was chappy <laughs> the angry gym got teacher. a mullet and khaki shorts, shorts. Khaki shorts. i still haven't and seen he open chappy. carries a pistol everywhere <sighs> that they're way too short for him and yeah. Very snug. There is no the movie I bulge. haven't seen that I'm sure I will love more than Chappie. Which so <laughs> pull, pulling pulling in a little bit of news. You might not be right though. <laughs> uh, uh, what is his name? The director of Chappie, uh, Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp was very candid about Chappie and Elysium, I believe. Yeah, but I can't remember. There, he had he had two. He was of two thoughts. I think he came out with Chappie and was like, I get it. I thought it was good when I made it, but I understand it now, and it's not good. But then I think I think he doubled down on Elysium and was like, Elysium's still good. No, no, no. I think it was the reverse. It was reverse? I think he was like, no, Elysium's a bad movie, okay. and I'm really sorry. And then he's like with Chappie. He's like, no, I still like Chappie. Ch- Chappie was what he meant it yeah, to be. Yeah, like, that's what I intended. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. really surprising if that's the case. Uh, now he's doing his short films thing. Yeah, so he he's started like a production company that's... They do sci-fi shorts that they're hoping are going to get picked up to become features. So. Wasn't Sigourney in one of them yeah. too? Yeah. yeah, because his his. I'm I'm kind of bummed that his alien film won't see the light of day. Yeah, just to see what it would be. Because like if it sucks, so what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it Alien Covenant was so good. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I watched it last night. So Kong- oh, you just watched it? Oh, good. We can talk about yeah. it. Kong Skull Island, March tenth. Honestly, this is, was like my favorite blockbuster. This of the is year a so highlight far. this year. Really, I, I had I like so much fun yeah. with Skull Island. Like, I still haven't watched it. It's not a smart movie, yeah. and I'm fine with that. Like, I don't like. I, I was looking for the antithesis of Peter Jackson's Kong, and I got it. Like, it's just a <laughs> ton of fun. There's some really good jokes, and there's a lot of good humor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Tom Hiddleston's a little bland, which is a bummer because he's Tom Hiddleston. But honestly, I'm cool with him just being Blandy McBlanderson hero character. That's fine. Um, John C. Riley's amazing. He's like a standout in this <laughs> movie. <is. laughs> um, the action is top notch. Like really, really cool. Really well shot. Really well choreographed. All the the kaiju battles with Kong are awesome. Um, yeah, the scale feels good. Feels big. It feels yeah. big. Yeah. For once, yeah. there was like some stuff that I feels like had a little bit of awe. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty. Cool. Is this a Kong you're excited to see go head to head with Godzilla? Yeah, they make it like feasible that he could maybe stand toe to toe. Yeah. yeah. Which is neat. Um, and they do have some setup for like their monster verse, but it's it's honestly it's kept to a minimum. Yeah. Like they don't overdo it. It's not like they're constantly like winking at the audience, like "Look what's coming." I mean, they do it at the very end, which is acceptable to yeah. me. Like a post credits thing is kind of expected at this point. Did you see it, Tim? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, it had a lot of like there was like an energy, like yeah, a, like a youthful like energy to it that like a lot of blockbusters I don't think necessarily have. Sometimes it, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It felt like what a young mm-hmm. up and coming director getting his first big break should feel like, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You guys have made me more excited to rent it. No, you should rent so, it. 100%. Um, I will definitely check that Sam out. Sam Jackson's hysterical, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. It was good. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, I liked it. You saw it, too, right? Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. yeah it's fine. The things that I thought would work didn't work for me, and the things that I didn't think would work did work. So it was weird. Interesting. By the things you thought yeah. would work, did you mean Luke Evans as Gaston? And no, by I the didn't. things you didn't think would work, did you mean Josh Gad as LeFou? Both of them were in the column of didn't think would work. <laughs> okay. And they, and totally they both did work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Emma Watson, I thought, sucked. Ass. Really? Yeah. She doesn't suck. I just don't think she's, I think she's miscast. She sucked. Yeah. I'll say she sucked. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll go there. She sucked and Dan Stevens was okay. It was all right. Yeah. The, but Luke Evans, killing it. Gosh, God. You know, it. and the reason Emma Watson sucked is because it's her own fault. She didn't try. I never once was watching that and thinking, wow, here was somebody who really gave a shit about getting this role yeah it felt like emma watson was in beauty and yes. the beast it was not yeah. which she, bummed me out like she was playing Belle. yeah exactly like i would say you ask like little girls who's their favorite disney princess and like eight out of ten are gonna say Belle. yeah they all love Belle. Yeah. and so i expected a good bell performance and she was just like so boring i was like i'll watch the animated movie any day yeah over that's that. fair. but luke evans gave it 110 percent, and it showed <laughs> and it was great I do. I was a little underwhelmed by the throwdown at the end, like the climactic yeah. battle between the beasts. Because the 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 cartoon, the animated version, is so epic. Oh, yeah. like so it's so sweet. Like the thunder and the and lightning. It's short. It's yeah. short, but it's good. Right. Yeah. But then there's like all the silhouette of those two like fighting, and it's it's so atmospheric. And this one, it was just kind of like there wasn't. I don't know. Which kind of sucked. Like to me, I really enjoyed the production design. Like it felt yeah. like Hollow Bastion to me would, but it's not. Like the fact that they couldn't pull it off in that final sequence and like make it as menacing and epic. And yeah, big. it didn't feel as gothic as I wanted it to feel at yeah. the end there. Yeah, I don't know. But oh, also, uh, why the hell did Ian McGregor play Lumiere? That's a good question. I don't know. It was bad. He wasn't good. <laughs> Ian McKellen was good. And again, I didn't think I'd like Ian McKellen, but I liked him, and I thought I'd I didn't like realize Ian it was Ian McKellen until the end, and I'm like, oh shit, that's Ian <laughs> yeah. The that was kind of fun. having the the he's Scottish, right? Yeah, having the Scottish dude trying to do a French accent. Weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't recommend it again. Yep. Uh, nobody saw T two Train Spotting, did they? No. No. Okay. It's available on Blu-ray. And DVD curious now. about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same here. Did you guys watch the Belco experiment? Yes. yes. What'd you think? Liked it a lot. I liked it. It's written by James Gunn. 
uh, directed by Greg McLean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something else. It's it, it's, it's not, not it's, it's not, not the horror comedy. comedy that they made it out to be. I'll say that. <laughs> really? no, it's, it's not okay. Office Space. What was it? Office Space means Battle Royale. No, it's it's darker than Battle yeah. Royale. <laughs> it's really mean. What? It's brutal. It darker than Battle Royale. Awesome. Yeah, yeah in even Battle of, Royale has like silly like goofy qualities to it. This does not. Yeah, any yeah. laugh you get is because something just happened. That's so like mean. You feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> you're, you're literally just relieving the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, be prepared. Uh, it's it's more. Um, if you've seen Greg McLean's work, it falls more in line with his previous work than it does with James Gunn's previous work. How about yeah. that? All right. Uh, March twenty fourth brought us Power Rangers. I still have not watched. You it. haven't watched it yet. No, no. me neither. Oh, Alex. <sighs> Willie and Tim have both seen it. Yeah. They both yeah. enjoyed it. I liked it. I yeah, I liked it. Too. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is hysterical, right? Oh my God. She is in a different movie yeah. than <laughs> any movie ever made. <laughs> she's honest to God. She goes full Langella. Yeah. It's, like, that's sounds beautiful. Good. She's owning it. Because the rest of the movie plays it straight. Yeah. She does not. <laughs> but it's welcome, honestly. It kind of helps balance it out. Yeah. Yeah. All I, the kids are great. You know. Yeah. Billy's the standout. I like Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited to watch. I'll do the double feature of Kong and Power Rangers. Honestly, that's a Ooh. good double feature. It is pretty fun double feature. I think kick it off with Power Rangers and then do Kong afterwards. Okay. That's All my right. suggestion. Yeah. Uh, Life was the... <laughs> oh my God, I saw that one. Too. was the Jake Gyllenhaal, Hall. Yeah, I saw Reynolds. more movies than I thought I saw. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. What did you guys think of Life? That's fucking sweet. It is sweet. <laughs> you want to talk about mean movies? Woo! <laughs> this so movie's angry. Double feature with the Belco <laughs> experiment. <laughs> no, you're, it's too much. Nope. All right. Now lighten it up with something else. Okay. Now uh, life is really cool. It's got some really good twists and turns. The uh, the creature is very unique. I thought mm-hmm. kind of a cool. It's quality, venom, right? It is. <laughs> What's a, that? It is a venom. Prequel. I'm not going to say if it's a venom prequel. Or not. <laughs> it's not a venom prequel. Tom okay. Hardy. Um, Tom Hardy pops you. up in a post credit sequence. In an astronaut outfit. Oh. As as the monster. Uh yeah no I liked it quite a bit. I did too. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Good to know. I don't want to spoil much. Jillian Hall's Jillian Hall's on point. Reynolds is on point. He's good, yeah. Uh, what's the lead actress? Rebecca name? Ferguson. I like her too. Yeah. From, uh, from Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible the whole yeah. cast is great. It's got uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, yeah. who I freaking love. He was in Sunshine. He was amazing in Sunshine. Beautiful. Yeah, so he's really good in space movies. <laughs> he looks uh, good in a spacesuit. Camping off March, I'm pretty certain that nobody saw Ghost in the Shell or Boss Baby, correct? No, mm. Boss Baby's on the short list. Though. I got a great secondhand review of Boss Baby. Boss Baby is 99 cents for rental on PlayStation Network right I think now. Power oh, Rangers, I think yeah. Power Rangers is also, or it was maybe last It was month. a couple a couple okay. weeks ago, and I wanted to, but my PlayStation was in the shop at the time, so oh. I couldn't do it. My wife really wants to watch Boss Baby for some reason. She's <laughs> like, it just makes it makes me laugh. Well, it's, it's, it's a there. baby with a suit. You can get it for $1. Perfect. Thank you. What was the secondhand review of Boss Baby? Yeah. Oh, from my lovely fiance who took her her little cousin to go see it. Yeah. And she's <laughs> she was like, some of it was really confusing. She goes, the plot <laughs> was not straightforward. And she's like, which seems like a misstep with a children's movie. And I don't. She didn't elaborate any further on that. But she said her little cousin loved it, and she thought some of it was funny. But overall, she was like, it's one of those kids' movies that like it's, it's good more, for the kids. It's a kids yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. I watched the trolls. Ah. Which is very much yeah. just a kids movie. Trolls is for like it's for like kid kids. for babies. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, the kids probably like this, and it's got a Justin Timberlake song. In <laughs> yeah. it, so it's fine. There you go. So Alex likes it too. I haven't I seen it yet, but I, like I'm not gonna form an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I can't be bothered to to shape <laughs> thoughts into something. <laughs> yeah, save save it for for uh, Power Rangers too. All right. Uh, Belco Tim, experiment too. You and I had a chance to see Nacho Vigalando's Colossal. 
oh, that is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say I, anything spoilery. We, I, I, okay. I will not say much of anything. I fucking loved this movie. Uh-huh. I took Nicole to see it because she was like, oh, that looks interesting. Like she was she was kind of excited about it. And then like 10 minutes into the movie, she was I could tell she was like, no, this isn't for me at all. <laughs> But I fucking loved it. it gets, yeah, I won't say. Anything. I don't want to say anything. I'll just say it's a very timely movie. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it also is very like it's um, it's interesting to see the dude who did Time Crimes do a movie with Jason Sudeikis and Anne Hathaway in it. Like I, yeah. that's not something I could have ever predicted. They're both happening. very good in it. Too. They are. So um, absolutely, see Colossal when you get a chance. Yes. Uh, the Fate of the Furious. Yes. Tim, I know you saw it. Willie did not see it. Nick didn't see it either. No. Yeah. Tim, as the as the, I'm head, the only one. I saw it. Oh, you did. Okay. I saw it. I saw it at like ten o'clock on a Tuesday. <laughs> In the morning or at night? <laughs> at night. At like oh. uh, on like on like the final week of theatrical run. But Tim, what'd you think? It's um I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I think the like I don't want to say the magic is gone, but it's different than it's a different movie than what I liked in the previous movies, but I still liked it. Um, and it's, but I have mixed feelings for it. And I know you're going to as well, because one of the best parts of the movie is Jason Statham. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. It, but you, I still kind of hate his character. <laughs> yeah. He killed the best character <laughs> in the movies. Absolutely. And like, so every time he's doing like his thing and he's, he's hilarious. Like I sit there and I go, I don't like him. <laughs> murderer yeah i it's this movie was sorely missing han for me yeah and and giselle for that matter but um she's very busy right now we yes wasn't she is. the previous one symptomatic of that also uh no i because i think paul walker kind of helped balance it yeah it, it kind of worked out so i obviously paul walker's sorely missed as well but the other thing is we reviewed two Fast and Furious movies on our podcast and I think we ended both of them with saying it's going to be great if they go smaller this time. Yeah, they, they will never go smaller no. in this series because this movie just goes bigger and it's only going to get bigger from here. Space is going to happen, right? It's got to happen. Honestly, it could. It's, it's, I think it kind of makes sense we went in the universe with, now. We went with nuclear submarine uh-huh. underneath frozen lake. Like, yeah. they, There's no reason they couldn't go to space. Yeah. Like, Apparently, the entire like third act of that movie was storyboarded before there was a script as well, because they're doing that for Fast and Furious movies and comic book movies now. So, I don't, I don't know. I think they could take a little more time I'm, to put these movies out there, and I think they would be better for it. But oh, this is the best. Um, but the, the reason I think I I really liked it too is this is the best uh, Hobbs. Yeah. Rock is really, really fun mm, in it. That's, yeah, yeah. that's true, too. And it's becoming, but it's getting to the point where you're like, I just want Hobbs. Because they're doing that Hobbs and Statham spinoff, I think. They wanted to. And uh, they no, were, it's still. It, okay, because they were going to do a post credit sequence for mm-hmm. it with like featuring them, but then Vin Diesel apparently was like, don't put that in there. And they, have, they didn't. They have made amends, apparently, because Rock is pushing it all over the place now. And it will be fantastic. <laughs> there is no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, I saw a movie called Free Fire, directed by Ben Wheatley. Too. You saw it. Mm-hmm. What did you think? It's a movie that's centered around a like a like an arms deal between um, right, but between two groups of uh, like I think I think that the IRA is one of the groups, yes, right? the IRA, yeah. or at least there's members of the IRA in one of the groups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like a, it's an illicit black market guns deal that goes wrong. Like kill us, Ben Wheatley. 
Yes. yes. Sweet. Yeah. And it's the, the, the movie takes place inside essentially one location and it's about 90 minutes long and I thought it was awesome. You liked it? Okay. You liked it a little bit more than me actually, which but is... It's, it's not like... I never feel like... It's going to take me a while to be like, I want to sit down and watch this again because I feel like I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of it and I think you should be in this kind of situation. But... um. And it's a very taxing movie to me, but I enjoyed how it all unfolded. Like it's it's definitely a pretty unique story in terms of like having it so close quarters with so many characters, and the sound design is fucking amazing. I Did saw you see it, it in the theater? I saw it in oh, the theater. I wish I saw it in the and theater. so all the guns sounded like like the the locations of the guns were discernible through the sound, and that was fantastic. Oh yeah, but you. So you didn't like it quite as much, but no. Um, I but I don't know. It was just one of those things where I think it's I think it's a well-made movie. Yeah. Um, but it feels more like an exercise than a movie. Yeah, to that's, me. That's and right. like I kind of like halfway through, it's very like cynical and, and it, like I felt kind of bludgeoned by it. Yeah. And and the guns didn't help because I like I got kind of got a headache now too. So, <laughs> but I got what he was trying to like. I get what he's trying to say, and I I, I like the movie, and I think it's well done, but. It wasn't my favorite. No. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at oh, the beginning yeah. of May. Uh, we all saw this one. Mm. It was a lot of fun. We, I think we all walked away and was like, it I was fun, it. but... Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, really? Oh, it's like my favorite Marvel movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, remember, like, I remember Nick's comments at the time being basically just like it felt like they were doing more of the same with Guardians. Like they didn't they found the jokes that they could tell with the members that they had and didn't really expand beyond what they did in the first movie in terms of like the humor and some of the relationships, but yeah, my opinion on it has evolved both for the better and the worse. Yeah. I think that the things in it that are good are very good and stand on par mm-hmm. with or above the good stuff from the first movie. But the things that I didn't like, uh, I really, really, really hated, and like uh, we saw a commercial for this coming out on Blu-ray, and uh, my fiance knows usually to buy these things for me when they come out. I I just turned to her, I was like, I don't need this movie, and she was <laughs> like, Oh, okay, I won't get it for you then. Like she like she bought me like Guardians One and like Star Wars Episode Seven and Mad Max, that kind of. She know like the big stuff. She knows that I'll love. Yeah, but I was like, eh, That's okay, and I I don't know when I'll watch it again. Yeah. I I'd, I'd be curious to give it another viewing in a couple months. I saw it twice. <laughs> I'd watch the third act any any time. The third act I liked quite yeah. a bit. For which is refreshing for a Marvel movie to kind of to not like the first two acts and kind of like the third. <laughs> act Act One's okay. Some it just it, you know the movie is very much a scene by scene basis. I guess I can't really sum up how I felt about the whole thing or even big parts of it. It's kind of like it go. It, some's really good and some of it's not. So whatever. Can I? Can I? Yes, please. I really want to defend my. Please rebut. Rebut the. I'm not. No, I'm not rebutting anything. Okay. But I just want to say, <laughs> I want to be snarky a little bit too, because okay. this character, every every character has an arc. Um, the plot has a theme. Um, it builds to a excellent third act. Um, this does everything the other Marvel movie released this summer did not do. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's. I thought it was fantastic, and I'm a sucker for dad son stuff, and the dad son stuff is the best Marvel stuff. Period. In this one, so hmm. that's where I'll say. Nick and I are typically suckers for dad son stuff too. 
And I, it didn't, it didn't like, I think some of that is the best of what's in the movie to me, but I I'm also, talking about Yondo. Yandu. Yeah, Yandu. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and even well, even not. And Kurt Russell, Yandu. the Kurt yeah. Russell stuff is really so. Good like all of that, I think there's there's good moments in there, but it didn't like it didn't strike me as some of the best father son stuff that I'd seen. But yeah, Yandu's beautiful though. Oh yeah, I liked the I liked the stuff the the I liked the Kurt Russell stuff because it was a lot of a lot of the relationship between God and man stuff. Yeah, and I thought mm. that was really smart and well done. Yeah, so. Mary Poppins, y'all. And I like that. That was the best too. part. Yeah, absolutely, my favorite. Did anybody see King Arthur? No, the no. guy Richie. Yeah, I wanted to. I'm the only person in Michigan that wanted to. Uh, well, I've heard the, my, the person who cuts my hair. She said she's my my uh, sister in law's cousin. She said she enjoyed it very much. <gasps> and was very, I have no idea what. Very to think. curious to to see what I think about it, but I I'm kind of in no rush to to check it out. So, um, Alien Covenant. <laughs> I watched it last night. <laughs> really, just watched it last night. Please begin, and, and Nick and I can jump in when we remember feelings on it. I mean, it's, it, honestly, the thing is, it's a well-made movie. Like, there's nothing. Like, like, it looks pretty. Um, the performances are fine. Danny McBride's actually pretty darn good. I thought. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why James Franco's in the movie. <laughs> um, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you can just copy and paste that comment for like <laughs> most movies he shows. Up no, in. seriously. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I guess by the end of it, I just well, it's really gross. Yeah, like arguably maybe a little too gross, and then it's it's really mean. It's just an angry, mean movie. Like it's it's really it's. Uh, Tim hasn't seen it, but Tim mentioned like he's heard it kind of like similar to like the counselor, and I'm like, yeah, it's that version of Ridley. It's not the Martian Ridley. It's, the, it's the counselor Ridley. Um, but uh, I guess at the end of the movie, I just wound up like saying to myself like, why? Like I, if it was made. That's okay, I guess. But why? I don't know why I needed to see this story. You know what I mean? Like nothing about it. First of all, they they think their twists are really clever, which is funny to me because you can see everything coming for like from like a <laughs> mile and a half away. Yeah, there's a few twists along the way where they pose them as these big revelations when they're revealed. I'm like, was that even in question? Like, yeah, that was, duh, that's what's happening here. But I don't know. Did you? Did you? I, I just like don't know it? why. It, did you like it more or less than Prometheus? It's weird because like I was more entertained by this than Prometheus. Yeah. But it's not trying to do anything interesting, which Prometheus yeah. at least was. You know what I mean? Nick and I watched Prometheus before we went and saw it. And, like Prometheus and is I trying liked, for something. I liked Prometheus more in this, I don't know which viewing it was for me, but I liked it more watching it this most recent time than I ever did before. It was only that. my second viewing of Prometheus, and I actually really liked it the yeah. second time around. This movie really makes weird. me weirdly appreciate Prometheus a little bit more. I and it's not because that. this movie's bad. It's just because like Prometheus. some of the stuff that happens in this movie, I'm like, okay, cool. It's a continuation of, I guess maybe I liked some of the plot threads in Prometheus because I like to see them continued. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I guess like, I, I just don't, I don't know why we're still making alien movies at this point, I guess. Like there's nothing, especially like, if they're not willing to try anything different. No, like, it's just it, it's it's another group of people that go to a planet and it's a bad planet and there's aliens on it. Okay, yeah, like it's it's they're kind not of, doing anything new with yeah. it. I don't know. I, I think uh, Alien Covenant is kind of a great example of maybe sometimes you don't want to get answers to the questions you think you want answers to. Yep, because I know a lot of people left Alien Covenant really disappointed with kind of the origin the ultimate origin of the xenomorph mm-hmm. is kind of finally revealed yeah and it 
I agree it's not that good. <laughs> but it you know, sometimes questions are just left best unanswered and just let let there be some mystery. Like we don't I don't think anybody I don't know. People probably do want to know where the alien came from. I don't know. I, was, I think they think they want to know. Yeah. I don't know. It just, what's funny to me about it now is I'm like, you look at the alien franchise and I'm like, well, there's like two good movies <laughs> <laughs> out of like seven. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple where you can like, you can like defend it, but only like halfway. Yeah. Like even Prometheus, I think you can defend parts yeah. of it or, or covenant, but like the, I don't think anybody's going to sit around and go like, those are excellent films. Like maybe. Oh God. Requiem's in it too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm horrific. I'm just remembering how milk toast uh, Billy Crudup's character is. Oh my god, he's, <laughs> he's he's doing something though. It's really funny. It's it's certainly a performance, but I just I don't know the everything. way they handle his character is so mean too. Like everything about the movie is really just angry is, and grumpy. It, yeah, it is. Tim, you'll love it. Walter's really good. <laughs> Walter's really good. Walter's cool. Walter is quite yeah, good. Very Walter's good. Cool. Fastbender yeah, has a homosexual kiss with himself. Yes. which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry he's the, the only he's the only actor that can get out of the new wave of alien movies. Okay, <laughs> Fassbender gets out of everything. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he anybody... got about apocalypse like yeah, he's shining totally. He uh, yeah. Assassin's like, Creed. Like, Nobody yeah. cares about that. <laughs> no, he's like Peter Benkman at the end of Ghostbusters <laughs> with like no marshmallow on him. He's doing fine. <laughs> oh man, uh, did anybody watch Baywatch? Nope. No, I'll watch it next week when it comes out. All right, let me know. Walk on down. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yeah. Came out June 2nd. Uh, this is the best movie in the DC Extended Universe thus far. This is the best superhero movie this year, I would say. I, I thought it was I it's been a good I, year. I think I can agree with that. I haven't seen it. Willie hasn't seen it. Uh, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, it, Gal Gadot embodies Wonder Woman in a way that Henry Cavill will never embody Superman at the hands of... Zack Snyder in my opinion like that it's just she exudes what the archetypal DC superhero is and it's fantastic to see it on screen for once yep I uh, yeah I came out of it I thought it was the best Superman movie I've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of insulting (laughs) it's a Wonder Woman movie oh that's right I'm sorry (laughs) you know you know what I meant maybe you don't know what I mean I'm like James Cameron over here Yeah, did James don't... Cameron hate Guardians too as well? Why's that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He said he did Guardians better because he got boobs. I don't know. Anyway, wait, no, wait, I, wait, wait, what? I, no, I, I see. Just, I see what I'm, you're I'm saying. Just joking. No, I, just I see what you're saying it. in regards to Superman. Mm-hmm. But we should have a Superman movie that that's this. Good. Well, like Alex said, it's it's DC's tone finally. Yes. finally got right. Yeah, got correct that these. They should be gods among men, but they shouldn't be like assholes about it. <laughs> exactly. And there's a pure, like she's she's so pure and good. And yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Pine is fantastic oh too. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's really good. But I, every, like everybody involved. Was I love this good. cameo in Batman versus Superman. That's my favorite part of the movie. Well, yeah. I just want to say. Oh, as a picture? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what the fuck is Chris Pine the, doing? This the, only ah? thing, the only thing what? I didn't really love about Wonder Woman would be the third act and mostly just the idea of it the villain. Like, did not, it didn't come together in a way that I wanted it to, but it, I, I can overlook it for the goodness around it. So Actually, uh, Sandy and his uh, Mary Bunch over there on the Films of Every Color podcast, they came up with a great idea for the third act of wonder woman that i never never crossed my mind and it was it was really good they actually had a really good discussion about it 
Go listen to their episode. Go check that out on the Films of Every Color podcast. Um, nobody saw the Mummy. Nope. No. Did anybody? No. I wanted to. N- I'm going to. Nick Nick asked if anybody saw It Comes at Night on the text, and I think Not Willie yet. only. Yeah. So nobody's seen mm-hmm. that yet. Um. <laughs> thankfully, happily, nobody saw Transformers this nope. year. No. This is no. the first Transformers movie none of us have seen. Who saw four? I didn't. I did. You two did? And John, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No good, huh? Nope. (laughs) No. It was bad. (laughs) It was a bad movie. Uh, There's a movie directed by Michael Showalter, written by Kumail Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon, called The Big Sick, that came out this year. Uh, It's fantastic, and everybody needs to see it. Like, it it is the best of romantic comedies that there could possibly be. And I wouldn't even, I feel like the, the idea of calling it a romantic comedy is, is, um, reductive or, or very, like it's not, it's, it's very, I put, that puts a label on it that makes you expect something out of it. And I think the movie is much more than that. So I think if you get a chance to see the big sick, you should, because it's sick. It's fantastic. And everybody in it is really good. It's cool that, uh, it seems like, Twitter activity and and word of mouth actually got it more screenings. Yeah, like Kumail Nanjiani's been pretty much responding to everybody that tweets at him about it, which is it's awesome to see that much interaction between the actor and writer and have so many people like receiving it wonderfully. Like I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about it cuz I don't think there is anything bad to say about it, but uh yeah, that's it's fantastic. Um, Baby Driver. Oh, you Tim and I saw Baby Driver. It's my biggest regret. I did also. You saw it as well. Yeah. Cool. What'd you guys think, Tim? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's like it's not. It's probably on the lower end of Edgar Wright movies for me, but I liked it. I good for him. Yeah, making a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy he's making money. Um. No, I don't have much to say. John Hamm's really good in it. Yeah. Everybody's really good in yeah. it. So yeah. I thought it was. I had. I had fun with it. Um, I didn't love it, but I liked it. That's good, Nick. Yeah, I think about the same actually. I think it's. How many movies does Edgar Wright have? Five, four. Well, we got Sean, Sean, Hot Fuzz, World's End, Scott Pilgrim, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Ugh. <laughs> I think yeah. I think I this count is, half of Ant Man probably this is number, to number five. Edgar. Yeah, it's right in the middle. I'd say right smack in the middle. Yeah. I would like to watch World's End again. I've been meaning to since theaters. I remember yeah. like kind of coming out of the same way and then thinking like, man, I might really like that movie. I like World's End a lot. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Hot Fuzz since I first watched it on DVD. Probably, f- I don't know, before I knew what a podcast was. So <laughs> It's funny. That's the one that I like the least out of his. Hot Fuzz? For me, me too. Whoa. Yeah. Nope. But wow. I, I just I, I like think I could all. use it. That's rewatch. my that's my favorite. That, that's, <laughs> number, that's, like, that's number one. Yeah, yeah. depending yeah, on the mood. Yeah, I split back and forth, but that's up there. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah Baby Driver is good. It's got a good soundtrack and good action and great performances. Yeah, yeah, Ham, John Bernthal, Ham and Ham's, oh Bernthal, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bernthal's amazing. Every everybody in it is yeah, fantastic. Uh, good soundtrack to listen to when you're outside for a little bit doing yeah. stuff. <laughs> It's a very broad uh, yeah. <laughs> application. You could be murdering somebody. <laughs> if you're outside for a while doing stuff. Burying somebody. Yeah. Did anybody watch uh, Okja on Netflix? I watched the first half. By Bong Joon-ho. I want to check yet. it out. 
I haven't finished it. How is it? Preliminary thoughts? It's really good so far, yeah, but cool. it's, uh, ooh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't even want to weigh in without having finished it. Okay. Like That's fair. Incomplete, but it's, uh, it's very interesting. Okay. But it's, it's got, got it's it, got you. It's got you so far. Yeah. It's got a really good cast. Even like the, yeah. I mean, all of the Korean talent in it are very good, but cool. even the, the Americans that. Tilda Swinton's back, right? Yep. Tilda's in it. Uh, Paul Dano, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal's character is very good. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, Paul Dano is, he just, just showed up on the scene, uh, I don't remember why I stopped almost halfway through. I think I just got tired. But as long as Bon Joon Ho keeps getting to make movies, I'm okay. With, yeah, with yeah. That. It's definitely a, it's an interesting interesting subject, and I think it's a, it's also a pretty timely one. Yep. What, what movie did you guys say earlier was very timely? I forgot already. Uh, Colossal. Colossal. Yeah, but yeah. Not true. this one. I think would be pretty important and interesting to watch as well. It's been a very good year for like genre stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we get to July. Going through this has been a pretty good year, period. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay. July 7th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've arrived. Just to bring it down a little bit, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Willie, what'd you think of Spider-Man? I, I liked it. As... It's like mid-tier Marvel movies. Yeah. It's like right somewhere in the middle. Where is it in Spider-Man movies for you? Um, Spider-Man 2 is better. Um, it's like tied with Amazing Spider-Man 1 for me. That makes sense. Because like, for me, it's like Spider-Man 2... And then this and Amazing Spider-Man 1 are like right there. And then Spider-Man 1's like just behind those. And then Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, 3 and so then Amazing it's a game Spider-Man of, 2. It's a game of inches with most of these They're three. very close yeah. for me. Yeah. But 2 is, is better than all of them. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Tim. We'll go Nick first. Okay, Nick. <laughs> uh, ooh. There are things in it that I... It's kind of actually the exact same as my Guardians review. Like, there's things in it that I really liked, and there's things in it I really didn't like. And uh, I think it's a, I think it's an appropriate Spider-Man for kids today. I feel like it's the one that is most heavily designed to, like, little kids and to, like, maybe sell stuff. <laughs> but... It's actually young but, Peter Parker. But the weird thing is, is, like, kids always go for Spider-Man no matter what. Yeah. So... Maybe don't make it. I don't know because he's in high school, which is great. So yeah. obviously you're gonna appeal there, but it like goes a little too full high school sometimes. And I don't know. It's uh, it's fine. All I right. think it's right in the middle. Like I'm kind of in line with Willie yeah. on the on the ranking. It's middle of the pack. Somewhere. It's hard to compare it to the other ones because it definitely it feels like the third Peter Parker we've seen on screen. Like it feels like <clears> its <throat> own Peter Parker, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And Tom Holland is. I like Tom Holland a lot. Yeah. I think in Spider Man Homecoming two, whatever it's called, probably not Spider Man Homecoming, but uh, Tom Holland could be poised to be the best Peter Parker we've ever seen. But right now, it's not there. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things too about. <sighs> about this one that's kind of i at least with like even even some of like the marvel movies that are a little lower on the list like i can remember certain bits of the movie usually yeah. like an action scene or like mm-hmm. a site like a sequence i don't remember any there's any, no great action there's nothing i remember this. from this movie from the one thing i remember that I, that really stood out is the <laughs> taxi cab conversation right yes. that, as a that was a really cool cool bit i really enjoyed that iron man um, has the best action in this movie actually the yes. taxi cab conversation. Well, what are you talking about? I'm just calling it the taxi cab conversation. The one where he's in the front seat yes. and the kids are yes. in the back. Oh, okay. That was the best way I could describe it. Yeah, that so. was a great scene. I, I I thought that was a cool sequence. And that actually reminded me a little bit of Raimi Spider-Man. Like I could see that from a Raimi Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, because he cool. did it in the first one. He Defoe did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> Tim, here, how did you feel here about here it comes. Spider-Man Homecoming? Bring the snark. Oh, I know. I know. It's this is literally the only movie you you're, you are actually going to be well, here's snarky a, and unhappy with. I think probably of the ones we've hit so far. Probably. So please, I know, and I, I feel think you've, you've earned the ability to. Well, it's a really good Spider-Man. He's a very good Spider-Man. I want to get the good stuff out of the way first. He's like a very good Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I think he's fantastic. And I think they nailed the character for the most part. And I like that there are non-white people in this movie. Yeah. In important roles. Um, That's good. That is nice. I mean, I mean, maybe not. It's still three white guys fighting over things, but which baby steps with Marvel. So, I mean, yeah. Um, been watching a lot of Psych lately. The TV show Psych. Mm-hmm. You aware of it? You put it on. Um, about 45 minutes before you go to bed and you kind of watch it, you screw around your phone for a little bit. And what's nice about psych is like the characters there. It's funny. It's fun for 40 minutes. And like the characters never really change, like even season to season. Like there's no, there's like, no overarching. There's no overarching. Story. Like he's still just kind of like the dude from psych and his buddy <laughs> and they just go around and like, so you don't have to keep track of any like important plot lines or character developments. Corbin Bernson shows up. Mm-hmm. And so like this is a um this is an episode of psych that's three times as long as an episode of psych and probably not as funny as an episode of psych because peter parker does not change this entire movie he's the same person throughout and like they they like maybe like toe to like changing him a little in the other movie and they're like no we better just have him be like high school peter parker for the rest of it and then like any like tony stark has more of an arc and I hesitate to call it that because <laughs> the thing with Tony Stark is his story. I'm annoyed with Tony Stark right now in these movies. His story has been over since Iron Man three and it's a fantastic ending for the character. And every time he shows up now, it's like, um, it's like Matthew McConaughey and Days and Confused where you're like, why is this dude still hanging out? He's screwing everything up. He's not that cool. Now he's got a young protege that he's using to try to get laid just like McConaughey would. Um, I, so, so even that. So, so McConaughey should be Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more McConaughey, I'm sure later. Oh, uh, so even that. So even that. Um, so on a. So it's not a movie. It's 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 an episode of a Netflix Spider-Man TV show. Um, the Netflix shows from what I've seen had better action too because this is well they used to they they used to <laughs> <laughs> well, from what I've seen uh, the first two episodes of Daredevil <laughs> yeah, that, that would that would be better so yeah. I'll say that absolutely um okay so yeah so Keaton Keaton's good um that was yeah, another Keaton's good cool. thing so but then we get to the middle part and the taxi cab scene like you're coming to and the twist is that he's Liz Allen's dad and it's a kind of a neat twist but it never really means anything because we don't spend any time with Liz Allen. Like yeah. she's all I got from Liz Allen, like the most character development that she had was she's pretty and she's smart. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. And then Peter's like attracted to her. Uh, that, that's like, that's all I got. Um, so when that, when that bomb drops and they're just hanging out in the back of the car, I'm like, I don't care. Like, what is this? Uh, like how this doesn't have any stakes for anybody. That the, third act has the, no stakes at all. It's just, it's just one asshole stealing from another rich asshole. <laughs> And like Peter's trying to stop it. Well, and the, and the entire time you're thinking that Michael Keaton is scraping by for his family, but then you find out that he's got a pretty sweet fucking house <laughs> with a family that's living just fine. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense that he's fighting for his livelihood by doing terrible things. Well, there's people that get hooked. I mean, to be 
play devil's advocate. There's people that are like that that start off with the intention of, oh, I got to keep my family afloat. And they're like, well, we could do more though. Well, it's a little bit more. Yeah, little you're more. you're absolutely correct, and that's what devalues the character though. Oh no, I that, don't. That and his just wanton murder of people. Oh, that is that's that's horrible. A problem. That immediate, immediately made me go, oh, this was going to be the best MCU villain, yeah. and now he's just some dick. He just yeah. blow. Well, that's the thing is like like, and they even like make it look like it's an accident. Like, oops, I didn't mean to. But he has no reaction no emotionally reaction. to it. He's like, oh. yeah, yeah. If he was genuinely a blue collar villain who was a good dude at home, I would have been like way more into it. But I was like, oh yeah, he's pretty balling out of control up there in New York. <laughs> yeah, he's balling out of control. So yeah, so the the leaps that this movie wants me to make could have like I could have got there if they spent more time with the characters that I kind of liked watching and less time on the phone with Happy Hogan and Tony Stark like there's uh, Tony Stark isn't actually because I've seen people go back and forth on this and my argument isn't that Tony Stark has a lot of screen time in the movie he doesn't but he dominates every aspect of this movie from his, his presence to like... it's constant and when he's not thinking about Tony Stark or talking about Tony Stark he's talking to Happy Hogan and I the Happy Hogan scenes are not funny like they're nails on a chalkboard I think they're awful I didn't like this movie. <laughs> I really didn't, and I feel so bad about it. You don't have to feel bad. You don't got to feel bad at all. I know, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're sad that you didn't like it? I'm so sad. Like I was so excited for this movie. I stopped See, watching trailers yeah. for this and Apes. I was not let down by Apes, but this one, I, mean, I was so bummed. Yeah. And people like it, and and I don't, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like you and out. and Nick are probably two of the bigger spider-man fans that i know and yeah, the but, fact that like this movie wasn't really a home run sucks <laughs> like it's, it, it, it's not made for us though that's the exactly, thing like we are yeah. we are rapidly aging out of this well, superhero. well fair. marvel's like they're i don't even want to say they're trying to aim for like two different crowds anymore because i don't i don't think they even know what they're aiming for because just when i start to think like oh well the netflix stuff is for grown-ups it's it's not for anybody right now, and <laughs> and I take it you've been watching some Defenders. Then? <laughs> uh, I wa- no, I watched the f- well. No, actually, we can talk about Defenders if we get to it in the release date. I've only watched the first episode, but okay. I have I have thoughts. But uh, <laughs> but like even even when they let people, I just don't know what to think because uh, James Gunn, they let him have some free reign, and I think maybe. Uh, I don't know what happened with, and I think I feel the way about Guardians. Tim feels about Spider Man, but I just feel kind of let down, and uh, I don't know who to blame. That's the problem. I think it's with Spider Man. I feel like it's it's easy to just blame everybody. And well, and here's the <laughs> and thing: Marvel and yeah. Sony together, and it's be- Here's the thing: it's better than it would have been if just Sony had made it. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. And I also most of my criticisms of the movie are not on a Spider Man level. I like the character of Spider-Man in this, which I did not in Amazing. The Amazing movies, I didn't like the character. Um, I like Peter Parker and Spider-Man in those movies. My criticism of the movie on a movie level, because I, this is the first one where I kind of got what people were saying about the Marvel movies, where they're not making movies anymore. They're making TV shows. Big yeah. budget TV. And, and it's not so much the plot either, because I don't even care about setting up sequels. It's that the characters aren't growing anymore. They're just kind of stagnant and stale. I mean, it's an episodic TV show now. It's like House or Psych. So... <laughs> House. Psych is quite fun, by the way. I don't want to. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I don't want a bad. Oh, it's not like a bad one. I like it. I'm on season two. Oh, yeah. that's good. And I don't watch TV. Yeah, that's like a 22 that. episode <laughs> season. TV it's taken show. me three years to get to season two. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that's Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. Okay. I. I. Yeah. You guys hit most of this. I'm. I, I think I'm. I feel kind of the way 
about the Spider-Man franchise now that I did about Star Wars. I liked Episode Seven a lot more than I liked Homecoming. Yeah, but I'm. I walked out of episode seven saying like, I can't wait for episode eight cause it's going to be better. And that's the way I feel about the Spider-Man movie. Like I'm like the sequel could probably be really good. If, if this one can be positioned as like a transitionary thing, who, who would, is there anybody other than John? Like obviously John Watts isn't like a big name, but if you were to put somebody else on the sequel, who would you put? Do you know? I don't really, these movies, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Marvel movies, it, it does. Oh, one the, of the four of us could go direct it and it'll be fine. <laughs> like they, oh, they, put the guy that honestly, they had they on the Sinister really Six movie. Drew Goddard. Oh? Put Drew Goddard on there. Hmm. That'd be good. I'd be down. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mind John Watts either. I don't even have it. No, yeah. I think, I think, I think he, I'm more blaming, and I think, I think I'm more blaming the Marvel machine on this one than yeah. anything else. So. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, honestly, this may not be that much of a stretch, but they could potentially put Uva Bull in the director's chair and with the typical Marvel uh, workflow it would probably come out watchable I don't know it's, the thing is it's impossible to distinguish where John Watts ends and Marvel begins like we don't know we literally well, don't know what he brought to the table I, I mean I think I think like I said earlier with Fast and Furious like at this point I think a lot of these for the for the sake of getting these movies out quickly the yeah. the storyboarding that happens for the action scenes and everything sure all of that was not John Watts. Yeah, but this I think is, I think the parts where John Watts shines through would be the taxi cab scene and some of the like high school Peter Parkeriness that is yeah. in there, which mm-hmm. I thought was you really can see really that good. In cop car. The yeah. cop car is totally cop car is really good. I mean, it, it it's funny and it John, John yeah. Watts's previous movie he, cop car. I didn't see yes. his other one. There's he's got another one on Netflix that they just released. But okay. I think I think tonally you can see it. But then again, but then with John Watts, it's the same tone that Marvel uses kind of throughout a lot of their movies. Sure. Yeah. So he fits in well anyway with it. This I, I'll say this is the first time where I was bothered by it. So most of the time I'm not. So that's fair. Yeah. Usually though, you, you feel like you have a little bit less at stake in in terms of your interest in yeah. the characters. I would say so. Yeah. And the X Men movie, like the other only one I would have X Men movies, and I think I've just <laughs> I've gotten to the same. <laughs> I've gotten to the point with those. I will. I told Willie this, and he gets angry and laughs. I will watch Apocalypse right now <laughs> if you play it on. It's a real threat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, There's some of Apocalypse I want to see again. Learning. There were a couple <laughs> couple scenes. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely. I would just want a GIF of him. Yeah. You Learn can't find it. a GIF. Those whited out anywhere. eyes. Learning. <laughs> do you guys know how to make gifts? Awesome. Yeah, I can figure it out. Okay, I'll do it for you. Too. I made a, I made one gif ever, and it was of Alex, and it came out really good. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it saved on my desktop. All right, uh, July fourteenth, War for the Planet of the Apes. Tim and Willie and I all saw the film. Uh, I think I saw it most recently because I only saw it like a week or two ago. Uh, it's my second favorite of the three with Dawn. The middle one being my okay. favorite. Uh, the the idea of this being the war for the planet of the eight, I don't think the the movie delivers on the name of the movie. For no. me, personally. It doesn't feel like this it's is not the war. war for the planet no. of the apes, despite the fact that the opening sequence really brings that idea about. Like, I think if that was kind of the if it escalated from there i think i would i would have it would have been a war but this was not a war to me however i still think it was a very compelling story Mm -hmm. and i think it's a great way to kind of finish out the trilogy of the three films sure for sure i did rewatch the other two before seeing this one 
Um, but it's 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 certainly it's very good. Steve Zahn is great. Oh as man, well. he's cool. really good. Um, but is he a human or an ape? He's, he's an, an ape. He's an ape. That's awesome, and it, it's yeah, it's a it's a You're it's sweet. a fantastic movie. Woody Harrelson's kind of uh, like, yeah, my, we should. He's my it. biggest issue with the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I loved love the movie. It's like my favorite of the trilogy. Okay, but he is the one issue I had. I don't. He's a problem. Yeah. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's bad. I'm on the I no. His performance bad. is fine. It's he's, the characters that yeah. is, and I think he's miscast a little bit too. I don't. I think he's doing the best Woody Harrelson can do in that role that's fair the, yeah the problem is that the to me the humans in this series i'll come right out and say this is my least favorite of the three but i still enjoyed it i still liked it and i think it works well as a, a conclusion but the journey through the course of this movie is my the least favorite of the bunch for me yeah and i think i think there's a for me woody harrelson's character is a big part of it because this movie this the series does such a good job of even the characters that are are bad people with the exception of maybe like draco malfoy from the first one um <laughs> they feel still feel like real people that have reasons for doing what they're doing and like i understand them woody harrelson technically they give you reasons for why he is the way he is but it's so ham-fisted and just thrown out there yeah. like like it doesn't mean anything that i don't know i just didn't buy him at all to, and that 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 hurts because he's essentially your lead human character in this movie yeah and I think that's neat to have the, the the human lead be the antagonist. I think that's a cool idea, and I think you could do a lot with that because the previous leads have been Jason Clark and then um, James Franco. James Franco. John Lithgow. John oh, Lithgow. James Franco. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, oh, Brian Cox, too, though. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of the main villain. Is yeah, he he's human kind of or an ape? John Bell- no, in, in the first movie. Oh, but, yeah, that's right. Um, Is he returning in this one as an ape? No, sadly. <laughs> They should just recycle the same actors and just if they die as humans, they <laughs> it's make like them a, uh, American Horror Story, but it's like a Wes fun. Anderson movie. <laughs> but I don't know. I felt I felt a little let down by by Woody's character, which hurt the movie a bit for me. Yeah, because so much revolves around what's what he's doing. Right, yeah, and, yeah. Any other thoughts, Tim? No, I just uh, I I really loved it. I thought for a summer movie to be this bleak and smart in a lot of ways. I yeah. thought it was really cool. It is dark. Was this one Matt Reeves as well? Yes. yes. That's cool. Uh, where where does... So is this trilogy done? Yeah. Yeah. This, I think this trilogy is or done. Or this series, is it done as a trilogy? No, I think we will see a continuation of these characters. In yeah. movie form? Yes. Okay. I truly do. I don't... I, I think that this this it didn't sequence of stories... It didn't make a ton of money, though. Like, it, it did okay. But neither... I don't think Dawn did This didn't either. do as well as... Dawn. Dawn did the best of the three. Okay. And is, then this Is Dawn the second? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I could... I mean, here's the thing. I could see them making a movie that takes place several decades later. Yes. That's what I mean by that. Like, I think it'll be the same universe. I just think it'll be and I think, disassociated from... I, I think Matt Reeves has talked about wanting to link it up to the original films. They do a lot of fun linking to the they original. Do. Especially the first one. The first one has a few little bits. Yeah. The first one's still my favorite. Oh, I meant linking to the original, the Heston Planet. Original Planet of the, original Apes, Planet of the, the Tim Burton yeah, yeah, yeah. one, right? <laughs> 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 yes, I got the sound I wanted out of Tim. <laughs> All right. Uh, nobody got to see Valerian nope. in the City of a Thousand Planets. Did anybody, oh, did anybody get to see Valerian? I know. Like anybody really in the world? Out. I wanted to go see it. <laughs> it was only in theaters for like a day. Is it gone? I'm pretty From sure. It's, it's, I'm going to rent that shit on, it on might, iTunes. I was going to say, it might be on the iTunes scroller at the top for like 20 bucks right now. So it might be in that stage. <laughs> it had a vibe to me like it might be like a potential John Carter type situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Where it's like a really cool movie buried in like kind of a crappy marketing campaign. Yeah. yeah. To Dane DeHaan. We... <laughs> 
Say them while you can to lead Dane DeHaan performances. In a year. Yeah, because I think maybe after this year they're going to be done. Yeah, it's still not this this year's uh, Charlie Hunnam. Trying apparently. to make Dane DeHaan happen. Uh, Dunkirk. Nick and I saw Dunkirk. You guys have not seen no. Dunkirk. Uh, Nick, what do you think of Dunkirk? I think it's great. Did you see it a second time or no? No, I okay. had meant to, but we I had saw a conflict it in seventy millimeter. We did, uh, and. Where'd they show that? At it was at the AMC Forum 30 or the Livonia 20. That's where we the saw... The Hateful Eight one? Oh, cool. The, yeah, Hateful the, the Hateful Eight, Eight, Eight was the was, uh, Livonia 20, but... I think it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, me too. And it's a movie that when it was announced, I was, like, disappointed to see Nolan outside of the typical science fiction genre fair that he's done or the superhero-iness. So it's kind of like... I was, like, worried that... I wouldn't find much worth in a World War II movie by Christopher Nolan, but I think his the shape of the story that he tells I think is very unique and very interesting and engaging even if it doesn't feel extremely necessary as like a from like a a conceptual standpoint. I think his execution of it is so fucking good that it justifies it. Yeah, he finds a way to make it a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. To make you go, oh, there it is. There's his signature screwing with time. Would you guys prefer that he, this serves as, and I, I'm not trying to diss the movie by saying this, but serves as kind of a palate cleanser for him and he returns more to what he's done in the past? Or would you prefer that this is his new direction as a director to tell stories that are a little more... Uh, the thing, The thing, I mean, this is kind of more... I mean, so he made... Memento and Insomnia are, for the most part, relatively straight they're not straightforward movies but they're i don't know how to describe they're, they're it. set in the real world they're set in the real world sure. they're they're, they're, Maybe they're stories about bit, like normal people about humans and then he did the batman thing and then he made some sci-fi this is almost more like he's coming back to reality in a way okay but he does play with chronology in a very potentially the coolest way he has yet because he tells you what he's doing at the very beginning of the movie and then you just watch it play out it's yeah. really really neat yeah and uh it's for a war film it's like simultaneously the least violent and like most shocking at times it's like hard to describe harrowing and intense it's very sure. very intense it's very thrilling there's a lot of times where i was just like white knuckle on on my theater seat and it's only an hour and 40 minutes, 40 minutes 45 yeah. minutes maybe Tim's like, so proud of Nolan. <laughs> I am. And it, it's it's the perfect length. I didn't think like that should have been a little longer. That should have been it definitely didn't need to be shorter, but Tom it's, Hardy. It's just lean and it's it moves with a great pace and all of the performances are very good. Like it has Nolan's movies always have great lead actors, and even when they're kind of ensemble, they're good, but like even the bit roles in this movie are really good. Like all the performances are good. Well, and there's a lot of um like a lot of standbys for him here. We've got Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy, but uh, well, and a lot, those two, but then also <laughs> adding in like Kenneth Branagh, he fits very well. Well, Mark Rylance as well. Does a fantastic job. Harry Styles Harry Styles is good. Is really good in this <laughs> movie. Which, oh, that's right. yeah. yeah. So I loved the interview where Christopher Nolan said he didn't know who he was when he read for the role. Yeah. Cause people were like, Oh, one direction's, Harry Styles has been cast like this is like stunt cast or whatever and Christopher Nolan was like I didn't know who he was and I was like I believe him 100% yeah, no. Christopher Nolan would have no idea I, I wouldn't know he's well, too much of a square like he, he, would not, he would not know we went and saw it opening weekend and there were certainly 
there there were actually One Direction fans that would not have seen this movie otherwise. Oh, really? That went to the movie wow. for Harry Styles, <laughs> for sure. Like, there was a group of teenage girls that were not there for Dunkirk yeah, or Christopher That's beautiful. Nolan. They were not there for 70 millimeter. No, they weren't. But which was probably which is very funny because there were like lots of real serious nerds there who were there for seventy millimeter <laughs> and that alone, and there were some, us. and there were some who would have missed, who would have been like, I would have loved to have had those seats because it was like probably sold out. I mean, it was it was very it was pretty full. full, yeah. But no, it, it, it's a it's a fantastic movie, and and you should definitely check it out. I if you haven't one seen of it. my favorite parts of seeing it was the fact that it was in film, and honestly, I I only went because I was like, this sounds cool, and. Obviously, growing up, all the movies we saw in theaters were film projections, yeah. and we've been doing digital for for long enough now that I kind of forgot what it's like to see a movie in the theater on film. Yeah, that's and what I, it was like for Hateful Eight. I yeah. didn't think that it would be that apparent, but as soon as it started, I was like, whoa. I, I, love, yeah. I felt like I had sat down on a time machine, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, and got really excited. I stopped going to those midnight movies when they stopped showing up on film. Yep, because yeah. like they were showing. When they started showing DVDs. When yeah. they started showing DVDs, I was so bummed. I'm yep. like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, because that wasn't it. Turtles we saw on film. Turtles we yes. saw on film. Yeah, it was awesome. Aliens I saw on film. Yeah, and then they started. They did. I mean, I you, get you it. texted me. They did Big Trouble in Little China. And you're like, don't bother. It's it on DVD. DVD, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nope. bullshit. I'm good because you sit down, like you sit down and watch Turtles. It's like a time machine. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Awesome. I felt like I was seriously. It felt like I was eight years old or yeah. however old I was. Yeah, insane. Yeah, it it was a really amazing experience, and I really wish I had gone again to see it in film while it was still there. But now I do want to go see it in IMAX, full IMAX, uh, to see all the IMAX camera shots like blown up. But you know, that's at the end of the day that that's a, just a it's just a thing. Even if the movie had sucked, it wouldn't that wouldn't matter. But the movie was very very good as cool. it is. Yeah. I think it's probably my favorite of the year so far. I would love to have seen it in 70 millimeter IMAX, like a film IMAX. Yeah. We, we, we so had many. to choose between driving to either Toronto or Indianapolis. Yeah, to go see it. And we debated. <laughs> we thought about it for a minute. <laughs> we actually sure. thought about going to Indianapolis. I am realizing now that Rutger Hauer is in Valerian, and I'm even more excited to see it now. So is Clive Owen, which yeah. is the thing that made me just giggle. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, nobody saw Atomic Blonde. No, I, I heard there's know. an action sequence in there that's just like st- like stellar. I really, really, really like, want to see top it. notch. Yeah, the for buzz sure. for it is very, very good. Uh, I did see Detroit. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Catherine Bigelow's film. Did you get to see it or no? I watched like the first ten minutes. Okay, it's almost more intense than Dunkirk. Quite honestly, like it's a very, very like the middle chunk of that movie is one of like the biggest pressure cookers that I've ever been in and like a cinematic experience. And, mm. and it, it's, and it's a very interesting story for me to see as somebody who lives around Detroit and has parents that were alive during that time. And has heard them talk about their experiences then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's certainly, it's, it's a really compelling and interesting story. Where'd um, they shoot this movie? I wasn't Detroit. I Boston. think some Such of it. Bummer. Some of it was in Detroit, but the, yeah, I think it was That's, mostly in Boston. There was like a week in Detroit. That's the yeah. thing that I think, and I realize that I'm, you know, I think it's just because it's I live here, but it bums me out that they weren't able to shoot more in. Yeah, in I agree. I agree. It's yeah. Too bad. Thanks, Michigan. Yeah. But, um, but it is it is a fantastic movie. It's a great. It's it's awesome to see Catherine Bigelow tackle something like on our home soil for once and like to really see what she can do in that, in that kind of situation. So 
Yeah, it, is it still in theaters? I think it, so. It came out. Anything that came out in August, there was like a there was like a five percent chance I'd be able to go okay, see. Okay, it, it came this, out. This month has been so busy. It was the tail end of July for yeah. us, and then it kind of went wide from there on out. So I think it's still around. But um, heading into August, uh, we'll come back around to the Dark Tower. But uh, the only other thing that I think anybody here has seen would be Annabelle Creation. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah Annabelle was cool. You guys, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, good Halloween movie if it's on. Blu-ray by that for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely worth a look. You don't have to see the first one to watch it. No, the ending is a little confusing if you haven't seen the first one, but that's fine. Mm. Yeah, whatever. I really wanted to see that. It's it cool. Looks cool. It's really atmospheric, really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we can just zoom ahead real quick and talk about things that we want to see for the rest of the year. Oh wait, we saw Death Note on Netflix. Oh, oh yeah, we yeah. did watch Death Note. We yeah. also watched Death Note by I, Adam Wingard. I look. I hear nothing but hate online about it, and I can't discern whether or not. I think it's just like fans of the anime that hate it, right? For I the think, most part, I a think lot it's people of, that yeah. are disappointed with a the lot adaptation. of its fans, and that's like I don't. I'll be right up front. I've never watched the anime. I think it's intriguing, but so I went into this like just as a movie, and I I had fun with it. I thought, I mean, it, a lot of it was weird and out there, and I could tell it was inspired by an anime, like a Japanese style storytelling. But I I I dug it. I thought yeah. Willem Dafoe was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, he's so good at this. Yeah. I yeah I liked it I liked it I think I liked it a little less than Willie yeah this is gonna be a weird <laughs> criticism cover it's just probably it's too fast movie like it throws like a lot in into an hour and a half it does yeah. but you know what like I got done like I was thinking about it and I keep forgetting it's a movie it's like a movie. literally as you guys were talking about it I thought it was a series <laughs> yeah. and it's but like but it was never gonna be a the movie that was made was never gonna be a great movie yeah so. It being 90 minutes makes me like it more. I watched one of the live action (laughs) Death Note, the Japanese Japanese movies, because in my my Japanese class a long time ago, and I thought it was very interesting, but um, I have no desire to watch the the Netflix one. So, I don't know. Couple you, don't, really, you don't have to. A couple I'm really sure good okay. kills. Yeah. Good Defoe. There's a couple amazing kills. Shea Wiggum's in it. <laughs> All right. I'm sold. Shea Wiggum's <laughs> really funny in it. Oh, what's his name? Uh, is it like Keith Stanfield? Uh, the, uh, the dude that... Uh, the yeah, the dude from Get Out. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yes, yeah, I he like just him a lot. Eats a lot of candy. Yeah, he's like a de- he's like the world's greatest <laughs> and he, detective. And he doesn't see, he won't sit on a chair. Like he'll just like crouch on it. Like, yeah. Spider like, Man on it. He's yeah. so weird. He's great. I like him a lot. <laughs> Did I skip over Get Out? Uh no, that was that was before. That was before. Yeah. That was like February or January. I did skip over Get Out because oh, I you? did go back to to February. We all Get Out's amazing. Get yeah, Out yeah, it's really quite good. Get Out's so good as well. But that's I that, still seen that's it. probably still you my favorite movie of no. the year. You should you should check it out. I've been really really poor about movie attendance this whole year. Yeah, I think that's still my favorite of the year so far. But yeah. I'm looking up Showtime's for Valerian right now. <laughs> it's playing around here through Wednesday. Oh guys. boy! And check it out. It's got a 51 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 56 on Flickster user score, which is the most exciting <laughs> possible, <laughs> right? Because it could go either way. Yep. This is like this is like a game of roulette. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is a bit weird this year, and I like when a movie's in the middle. I yep. love it. It's that's either, the best. It's either like really really high or really really low. Right. Yeah. lately the ones in the middle that they're frequently the ones that uh, i end up either really enjoying and talking about it or yeah. not liking it and talking about it give me that give me that, that 35 to 65 sweet spot yeah <laughs> let's uh let's go through what we want to see i do want to see logan lucky which is out right now it's yeah, a steven soderbergh film with mm. channing tatum adam driver and daniel craig but uh it it, it looks pretty fantastic and i'm excited for it but uh, the first thing up here in September, uh, it comes out on the eighth. 
I haven't been this excited for a movie in a long time. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to join you guys because I know that you guys are so excited. I about can't. It. I saw the opening. I saw the scene like the. Before Annabelle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah the, oh, the, God. Yeah. The Georgie scene before Annabelle. Stephen King introduces it. So. Oh, and it was like classic <laughs> Stephen King. And he's like, what does he say? Like, watch if you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. That's awesome. Thanks, Steve. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks sweet. Beautiful. Um, there's a movie called American Assassin, which has Taylor Kitsch in it that I saw a trailer for, and I so was you'll like, be there. I I like Taylor Kitsch, but uh, and I didn't realize it was Taylor Kitsch until like I'd seen him twelve times. Is he bald? No, okay. no, he just looks exactly like Dylan O'Brien, who's playing the lead of okay. the film. I don't know. It's it's yeah. Is it gonna be in theaters? Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I don't know for how long. Good but, for him. Um. Mother is the Darren Aronofsky horror film that Willie was talking about yeah. shortly. Uh, the trailer for that is v- very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I I haven't seen anything. It's it, going to be but. a fever dream experience. I think probably the yeah. finished product. What are he uh, horror wise? He's really only done Black Swan, right? Yep. And yeah. I mean parts of Requiem are yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anything with uh, Christopher? What's his name? Uh, with Shooter McGavin is a horror movie. <laughs> Christopher McDonald? Yeah. It's a horror movie. He's the best. Beautiful. What is he in? Oh, no, in Requiem. Oh, 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 like any, oh, yeah. Any sequence he's involved in is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. He's, he could be Pennywise. <laughs> uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle is coming on September 22nd. I, the more I see of that movie, the more I want to see it. Like, yeah, I'm excited I'm, for it. I'm pretty excited for it at I, this point. Yeah, I doubt I'll see it in the theater just because I I just don't see myself like Going out of your way to see it. No, yeah. but I'll I'll watch it eventually. That'll be a, a rental at some point. The the fact that Jeff Bridges is there and um Pedro Pascal from mm. Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh I, I'm totally down. So sold. uh the Lego Ninjago movie. I don't I don't think I'm gonna see this one in theaters, but I'll probably watch it. Uh, I, know, I know it's got or Jackie Chan. Come out with now. Jackie Chan, Dave Franco, Michael Pena, Olivia Munn. Command line Johnny Zachwood's Fred Armisen. So there's a good voice cast. It's a cute trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It it seems fun, but yeah, I'll I will i will probably check it out later. Jeepers Creepers three. <laughs> you Despite guys my better judgment, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, uh, that's a Alex, tricky thing though. Here's what I was I'm I'm gonna say on the podcast, I'm I'm not gonna watch it because okay. Victor Salva's the director. All right. So on record I will not watch it. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Um <laughs> Doug Lyman's got a Tom Cruise movie coming out called American Maid. Okay. I never seen watched trailer that? for that. Yeah. Also out that weekend, the I weekend like of Lyman. September 29th, is Flatliners. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was intrigued by this until I saw the trailer. I'm like, ah, good. I'm good. There's, if there's no Kiefer in the trailer, I'm not in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the, like, the first half of the trailer I was in, and then by the time they reveal that they're going full horror with it, I'm like, nope, don't care anymore. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I won't see it in theaters. But I watched no. the trailer and I, I didn't know what the hell it was. And then when it said Flatliners, I was like, oh, this is a remake of that movie. It's a sequel. I've never. It's a right. sequel? Yep. Yeah. Kiefer returns as his character from Flatliners 1. Oh, wow. I didn't yes. know that. It's like a, like a sequel. I don't love the first Flatliners. Well, I definitely want to see it. I think it's a fun concept. <laughs> it might be like Tron Legacy. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> the idea of Flatliners is way cooler than the actual execution. Nobody's been able to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 coming October 6th, I think. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there too, for sure. We'll I'm see. I'm excited for it. I'm, 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 nothing that I've seen has made me lower my expectations, but I'm, I'm 
you're naturally, I'm naturally starting to lower them just to be yeah. safe. The closer we get, the the more I do the same. Yeah, yeah. I like get I think le- initially. I was like, oh my god, I get I less get excited for it. But that's not a fault of what I've seen. It's just a matter of being smart and not. Yeah. 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 Tim, will you be seeing My Little Pony, Pony the movie? You're still making? Apparently, there's one due out the same weekend as Blade Runner. I didn't know. I mean, no, I will not be seeing that. Okay. Good Are you going to see Blade Runner? Oh, yeah, I'll see Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> my Little Blade Runner? I probably won't see it in the theater that weekend if the My Little Pony movie is going to be there, too. Because I don't want to be. You don't want to run into any brownies? associated with that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody care about Goodbye, Christopher Robin? The. Uh, <laughs> The uh, no, what is it? Because I see the it's trailer. A, it's 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 the Finding Neverland of the Winnie the Pooh oh, story. Okay. That's such no. a good way to put it. <laughs> no, who who directed it? Who's in it's that? directed by Simon Curtis, starring uh, Donald Gleason, Margot Robbie, and Kelly McDonald. So it might, it it's an okay be, cast. It might be a nice movie. Finding yeah. Neverland was actually really good. It so. was good. Yeah, it but, might be a nice story. Um. I lost where I was. Um, did you find Christopher Robin again? Yes, I did. Uh, there's a Clooney movie coming out in October called Suburbicon. Oh, that trailer's kind of fun. It's written by the Coens and Grant Heslov, so starring such Matt Damon, good, Julian Moore, team. and Oscar Isaac. The only thing that gives me some pause is that Clooney made Leatherheads, which felt, which felt like a Coen Brothers screwball, yeah. but it felt like not even close to its good. Mm. So like it kind, I kind of worried about that a little bit too with him. Yeah. We'll see. Wait, they, they wrote it or they co-wrote it with him? I think they co-wrote it with Grant Heslop. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Um, November 3rd, Thor Ragnarok. I'm excited for that, actually. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down. I still haven't watched anything, but I know that you guys have gotten excited with some of the Visually, it looks things. really cool. Yeah. So it seems it looks like a comic book. Does it feel like oh. we're we're gonna feel cool some of the Taika YTT in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's good. I don't know if it'll be as I don't know if it'll be as quite quite as comedic as like Guardians, but I think it's gonna have a little bit of that comedic touch to it, which is good. Thor should be a little funny too because it's a yeah. silly, you know what I mean. If they take it too seriously, it can it can come off as yeah. Yeah, it's tough because I, I initially I really wanted it to be super serious because it's called Thor Ragnarok. So I was mm-hmm. like, it probably should be pretty heavy if it's about Ragnarok. But now I see the trailers and I'm like, oh, it looks like fun. Yeah. Uh, anybody excited for Murder on the Orient Express? No, I hated that trailer so much. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to see it because Nikki really wants to see it. Okay. Interesting. So. It's got a pretty big cast. Uh, I, don't, I can't explain to you why I hated the trailer. It just bothered me. Kenneth Branagh, Penelope Cruz, Willem Dafoe, Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, Josh Gad. Uh, oh, that's why Josh Gad was in it. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy Ridley <laughs> and Michelle Pfeiffer a, as well. There's a Tim Red flag. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is coming back. She is. Yeah. She's on in that. She's in Mother. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be. Oh, she uh, is. She's gonna be Janet Van Dyne and mm-hmm. Ant Man the Wasp. She's yeah. she's had she's seen a Renaissance. Her and Keaton. Her. Yeah. The Pfeiffer Sans. Batman Returns Returns. Uh yeah. Um we'll keep working on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League is out November seventeenth. I didn't even know it was Happy Birthday John. Gonna be out. I don't even know what to think about it anymore. Yeah, so it, I guess it's something we didn't touch on if we did have a news segment. Uh Zack Snyder stepping away with Joss Whedon Joss Whedon taking the helm mm-hmm. for personal reasons. And then also there was another high profile exit by Lord and Miller on the Han Solo film. 
Damn. We saw we saw some high profile director exits this year, so we'll see how those movies turn out. But I think Han Solo will be fine. I think if anything, it it'll feel a little bland. Yeah. I hate to say that I like Ron Howard, but I can see he's gonna because they booted Lord and Miller off, I think to keep it more of a safe we want this to feel <laughs> yeah. like a Star Wars movie, it's gonna feel like just a very generic Star Wars movie. Yeah, Ron's I don't know. When Ron tries, he's really good. And when he doesn't try, he's he's, like, your, he's like your grandfather's director. Yeah. Like how they say, like, not your grandfather's Han Solo. This is your grandfather's Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. It's directed by Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is a bummer because he can be so exciting. Who's excited for Death Wish on November 22nd? Oh, my oh, God. I got to see that. That <laughs> is you, the least. Alex, watch. That's a trailer. I saw that watch. trailer. Oh, it's like <laughs> who's it starring now? Bruce Willis. Bruce yes. Willis. Yeah. So it's funny. as brain dead, like and as like tone un, deaf, un, like has no self aware qualities about it at all. Like it's <laughs> coming out at the worst possible. <laughs> Is Joe Carnahan still directing it? No, no Eli, Eli, Roth. Eli Roth. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's dude. It's, and if you you have not seen Eli Roth's last couple movies, I'm guessing. Uh, oh, you need you, to. Watch. You have this sealed be, the fact that I'll never see this. This could be <laughs> something else. You should watch Knock Knock, though. <laughs> you should watch YouTube clips of Knock Knock. I've YouTube seen the only scene I need to see. Free fucking oh, pizza. That's a good sentence. Huh? <laughs> Were there any other thoughts on Justice League? Is anybody? Uh, are oh, you, I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to because, it? Like the, yeah. because the Flash is in it and Aquaman's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Just that they're in it. I'm going to see it. All right. I thought the Aquaman stuff looked cool. Yeah, he looks. He looks. He looks like an idiot, and I think that's great. <laughs> he looks like a big drunken doofus, and I really want to see that. Yeah, what he's oh, I don't want to ruin the trailer. He says something. In the he just trailer. looks like a big party boy, yeah. and I think that's I like, great. yeah. I want to party with Momoa Aquaman. Absolutely, it's 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 not going to be good. Uh, I we all know that, and we already well, Gal, we already know Gal Gadot is good. Yeah, so maybe she'll be able to balance out the guys a little bit and and help elevate them a little bit. I think Ezra Miller is actually going to be good, and I was the biggest shit talker of his <laughs> casting. But I think he is going to work, and maybe he won't. I don't know. I don't Honestly, know. All, all any and all bets about this entire universe are off. There's no trajectory. Yeah, it's chaos. It's the geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> it is the geostorm. We don't know. Only Butler, Gerard Butler, because now, yeah. <laughs> now they're making movies. They're making like multiple movies outside of this universe. Like, kind, well, no, uh, no he, this this is, a, this is a problem. He, he clarified the Batman statement. Though. No, but the the, the Joker Jokers. Harley Quinn one, I think, is like its own thing. Oh, is it? Oh, there's like aren't Gotham there two? City Sirens is is. I thought they. Axe Gotham City Tires. I thought they were done with no, that. No, that's still on the table. Okay, see, I thought the Joker Harley Quinn movie was replacing that. No. No. We're going to get multiple Harley Quinn movies. So, we're we Harley Quinn. Are we? All right. Are and we're getting a Joker origin movie that's not related to Joker and Harley Quinn. Yes. That seems like a really bad idea. Yes. DC is responding to whatever people on Reddit of a, <laughs> of a very shallow and uninformed demographic seem to like. And I don't want to get into it, Especially with Alex here, but I'm not so sure Whedon's going to be attached to Batgirl anymore after some of the stuff that's happened. Yeah, no. He's that, probably already turned in something, right? He might be involved in it. Like the I don't think he's going to be super be, involved in it anymore, yeah. I think would be the... I, I would expect... I, I bet he's still... I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I think yeah. he's he's like pretty into that machine, but yeah, in light of recent events, which we don't really need to talk about, I don't know. Like, when is that he was supposed to come out? I don't. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. 
I'm, I mean, it, that's a personal thing that's going at it. Yeah, it's not, it's not. I don't yeah. think. I don't think it's there's good. plenty of time to let that fade into. But there if they are, really are, if they are no, listening to Reddit, that it's going to be. It's all contingent f- on how he reacts and how the studio reacts. He needs to lay literally. Low. It's gonna. It'll be a trial by by internet. And however they react is what will dictate what will the happen. The internet is largely not touching it except for the people who are like... Then if they if they keep it chill, it'll be okay. But if they if something gets mishandled, that's all it takes these days. I mean, look, just look at the world. That's all it takes for those decisions to be made. I don't know. There's a lot of people talking about a lot of huge things, and the person in power still is sitting there. <laughs> more, well, he's harder. More to, solid than ever before. <laughs> he's harder to fire than Joss Whedon. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, um, DC DC is crazy. It's a it's a crapshoot. It's, it's all kinda, over the place. Like sooner or later, it's a pinball machine. Sooner or later, someone's gonna write a book, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. you could already write a couple. And it's gonna be really good. Somebody's gonna hack like the <laughs> Warner Brothers email server, and we're gonna get a great. <laughs> yeah, someone's gotta write that. Someone's gotta put together a book of that Sony stuff, so I know <laughs> what happened. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be Just yeah, form some sort some of some years down the line. Oh man, it's chaos. Yeah, I I want to see zero Joker movies. I want to see <laughs> negative ten Harley Quinn movies after Suicide Squad. Is there a Suicide Squad two? That's happening still. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It made a lot of money. I would assume. Yeah, it made it made enough money for them to do a sequel. So I would imagine so. That for every every time I, th- I think about that movie, I like it less. <laughs> I swear to God, like I rem- I look back on it and I go, man, that movie really wasn't very good. Yeah. No. Uh, I missed a movie in October called Only the Brave. Uh, I really only care about it because it's the next Joe Kaczynski movie mm. coming out in the middle of nowhere um, cool. about a crew of firemen fighting off the wildfires in Yarnell, Arizona in June 2013. It uh, could be sweet. Yeah, and it's got James Badge Dale and a bunch of other great people. Backdraft 2. Jeff Bridges is also attached. Like, yeah. So and Taylor Kitsch. So it's uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> this is not directed by Peter Berg. No, surprise. Doesn't it sound like his, <laughs> that it is, sounds like his subject matter? Let's, yeah. Let's see, let's see if we got a, a, a producer credit or something. <laughs> yeah, say, you'll see a Marky Mark will play a <laughs> yeah, character that's like an amalgam too. of five people. <laughs> yeah. All the best qualities. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ugh. The Disaster Artist from director James Franco. I just don't know what the point is, yeah. right? Like, this this to me seems like it's the exact same thing as, like, the, the Ocean's Eleven series, post-Ocean's Eleven. It's just an excuse for a bunch of friends to get together and Damn. dick around, right? I, I don't, like, the, the group of people who, like, adore the room, I don't feel like they care to see this. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, the problem with it, I, like, I'd be fine with them making a movie about the making of this movie. Yeah, that would be fine. But it looks like they're just remaking the room. Yeah, which is well, that trailer was kind of just that was kind of more of a teaser, wasn't it? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be more going. I think the second trailer. I didn't think the first trailer is good. I don't have any interest in this anyway. So, but I do laugh every time someone does an impression of that guy, or like he's the guy. They show the guy. I've never seen the room. <laughs> So yeah, I haven't either. I'm trying to form an opinion on this, but I'm really I'm just spitting out words. Um, also in December that I haven't really heard much about is The Shape of Water. That's Guillermo I like, that del Toro. Cool. Film. I really want to see that. It sounds trailer. pretty cool. In 1962, a mute janitor and her colleague work in a government laboratory and eventually discover an amphibious creature in a water tank. The janitor, out of loneliness, befriends the creature. 
It sounds cool. It's a very Guillermo movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to watch like The Mummy like the week before I see that, and I'm going to be so bummed out that that's not the Universal Studios. Uh, who, by, by, mm. who, uh, who do you think plays the creature, guys? Oh, it's Doug Jones. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's Abe oh. Sapien. No, he, no mean, it looks he's like He's basically Abe Sapien. It's um, funny. And then... It's going to make me yearn for Hellboy 3. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be bummed out we're never going to... You're s- kind of getting it. That's true. Uh, I am excited about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Neil Marshall. Which I wanted sweet, to see right? Guillermo make his because he had set up a third movie nicely, but that's fine. Yeah. Neil Marshall's tight. David Harbour is awesome casting as Hellboy. I think Hellboy 2 is pretty perfect. I love Hellboy yeah. 2. Yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty I, I think it's one of the better superhero movies, actually. It's, it's up there. December 15th brings us Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Oh, all right. The Star Wars movie with the least amount of wipe transitions. Yeah. Oh, really? According Ryan to Johnson director tweeted Ryan that today, Johnson, I think. Yeah. He did it. He did like a poll as oh, to which. Oh, he tweeted. Okay, I thought it was something. No. Okay. But he yeah. said, "Turn of the Jedi has like fifty-eight wipe transitions, and his movie only has twelve or something like that." <laughs> Star Wars has to have them. Though. You got to have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what I mean. Like, does anybody really have an opinion at this point? It's just it's happening. Like, there's. A Star I Wars think movie it's coming. going to end up. I mean, I think I'm probably. I like him a lot. So I think I might end up liking this one, but I refuse to get excited for it. Yeah. Because I didn't like the last one. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, not consuming trailers and stuff and all the production shit that makes it out there. I don't really know what to think about it at this point, but I'm excited to see what Ryan Johnson does with the Star Star Wars movie. I'm really excited to see Luke Skywalker be back as a character and not mm-hmm. a, uh, not a credit. Not a cameo. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I think that the return of Luke Skywalker is awesome. Yeah. I hope it's sweet. Uh, and then really rounding out the year in December 20th, there's a few other movies coming out at the end of the year, but uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. I kind of thought that was a fun trailer. Yeah, I thought so too. It's a fun trailer yeah. for sure. I don't care. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think it's honestly a clever way to update Jumanji. I'm glad they're not just ma- remaking Jumanji because that would be pointless. Because you, yeah. you can't. No, it's you can't. So they're good. doing something different with it. So good for them. That's honestly. fair. That's, that's fair. That's I, better than. I'm kind of, but I'm kind of just like, well, we don't really need this. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. Yep, I did. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, also at the bottom of this this Wikipedia article is is the all of the deaths of uh, of of the year, including. Miguel Ferrer, um, George Romero, many other Bill fantastic Paxton. people. Bill Paxton, people that we've lost this year. What a year. rough year for me. Am I right? Charlie Charlie Murphy. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah. Michael Parks. I was just say there were, if I recall, there were a couple. Most of the people because I'm watching the new Twin Peaks. Michael Parks, star of. Sorry. Tusk. Star Tusk, 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 yes. I actually just listened to another review of Tusk on another <laughs> podcast, and it was so good. People will talk about Tusk until the end of days. Yeah, Sam, I, I think you're right. Sam Shepard. They will also, also talk about end of days until the end of days. <laughs> Willie and I just talked about end of days. See? Keep it so, alive. All right. Someone posted it. I'm not going to start talking about end of days right now. <laughs> I want to so bad. That brings us to our review of The Dark Tower. Willie, are you going to stick around? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Dark Tower. (laughs) Yeah, Willie. We're not going to ruin anything for (laughs) you. Yeah, let us know what you think after we're done here. Directed by Nikolai Arcel. The IMDb synopsis says, The last gunslinger, Roland Deschain, has been locked in an eternal battle with Walter O'Dim, also known as the Man in Black, determined to prevent him from toppling the Dark Tower, which holds the universe together. 
With the fate of the worlds at stake, good and evil will collide in the ultimate battle as only Roland can defend the tower from the man in black. What a terrible synopsis. This IMD or this this movie stars Matthew McConaughey, Idris Elba, Tom Taylor, Dennis Haysbert, Jackie Earl Haley, and Frank Kranz, and more. Oh, he was in this. He was in this movie. God. The Dark Tower. We've been talking about this movie for a long time. Um I still have not read any of the books. <laughs> <laughs> I tried before this one came out. I tried to read the first one again, and I you still You honestly could have done it. a page a day. Yeah, I could have. And probably got through yep, it. Yep, and I didn't. <laughs> a page a day. But, uh, yeah. So, Tim and I saw this uh, together several weeks ago. Opening yeah. weekend, even, I think. Yes. Uh, we supported it. Nick saw it today. Fresh out of the theater. <laughs> Willie has not seen it. Very nearly. And I will not see it. But uh, it's the, the, right call. The, three of, the, th- <laughs> the three of you have all read uh, several, if not all, of the Dark Tower books. And uh, yeah. So, Nick, I kind of want to start off with you. So this is an adaptation of The Gunslinger then, right? Not at all. <laughs> oh, no? Oh, okay. There is uh, literally but, n- there the is way, nothing from The Gunslinger in this oh, movie. Okay. To the audience. I don't think we're going to hold back on spoilers at all. So no, if, if no. you want to remain unspoiled, go see the movie. But really, it it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we could spoil the whole. You're not going to. Yeah. You're not going to lose anything. <laughs> well, the brilliant thing about this movie is that it's it's designed in such a way that it is not related to the books, even though it is. Like they they kind of made themselves bulletproof from being like that didn't happen like that in the book because it's not really it's hard to describe. It's another repetition of Roland's journey. It's hard to right? describe without ruining the books. Uh, but it, it's not a direct adaptation. But at the same time, it still just stinks. <laughs> it's a sucky movie. All right. Why, why does it Those, suck? So well, wait. Much? Those are Nick's initial thoughts. Tim, what did you think of the movie? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember it. Um, <laughs> well, the synopsis will not help you because it's no. <laughs> not what the movie's about. Yeah, I know because Alex read it before it's the episode too, and I went, what? "This is a different movie." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't hate it. Um, I will say my experience with the Dark Tower is like I read it. I read all of them last year, and I yep. liked them, and I liked all of them. Honestly, uh, there's I think probably book six is like my least favorite of them. Same here. But I thought I like I had heard like five, six, seven are not very good, and I ended up liking five and seven quite a bit so um they're not bad they're just different they are different um but five, I, it, five through seven is definitely a sh- there's a shift there is a shift yeah and i but it ended satisfying for me and king books don't always do that yeah um so i was it, it's easier for me to divorce myself from that but i still don't think it's a very good movie anyway <laughs> but i found enough to like in it that I didn't hate it and would probably watch it again um, if I had nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> there was nobody else around. <laughs> and you're not outside for a I, while listening to Baby Driver. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, I would go outside and listen to the Baby Driver soundtrack if I came down to that. Um, I said it, like, I think I told Nick, I think I told you, I think I will. Like, if, if, I was, if I came home on a Saturday night or Friday night and, like, I threw on HBO... And like the dark tower just started and I watched it at like 1130 to one and like it got over and I would go, it was, I watched something for an hour and a half <laughs> time to go to bed. <laughs> um, I've done that a lot in my life and I can see some younger kid 
doing that themselves and then hopefully going to read the books. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time with this movie. I enjoyed <laughs> it quite a bit. And um, I can see that it's not The Dark oh, Tower. But uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, and it's worth the price of admission to see Matthew McConaughey play the glass shard piano that he does <laughs> in the air at the end of the movie. Uh, 100% worth it. Was it better than... It wasn't as good as Gods of Egypt, though, right? No, 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 no. I liked it more than Gods of Egypt. <laughs> I had more fun with it than I did Gods oh, no. of Egypt. It's okay, it's okay. But... He doesn't like what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I am the one that likes the pest at this table, by the way, <sighs> since we can't have a, a, a podcast episode with me, without me referencing the pest. But no, it's 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 what Tim said. If I would have saw this movie uh, 15 years ago, this would have been the big like I would have gone to read the Dark Tower books and I would have actually read them and I would have enjoyed it quite a bit. And it makes me very intrigued for what the next adaptation of the Dark Tower is going to be. Because I don't think we're going to get another movie. And I doubt this fucking TV series is going to happen. But I would really love to see somebody who really cares about the Dark Tower give it the room that it needs to breathe and give me like an HBO series out of it. I think the director actually, like from what I can tell, I think he cares about yeah. the Dark Tower. I don't think this is on him though. No, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so either. Like this is, this is a guy who got slotted in at the end of like a 10 year battle to make something that appeared on a movie screen. It mm. wasn't... This isn't his work of love. And you love. could tell in their marketing, especially towards the end, they were like, let's throw every Stephen King thing we can in the commercial and see if we can get people to this. <laughs> and it's a, it's a studio that had, it's like the opposite of how they're marketing it, where you could see like they have a lot of confidence in what they've yeah. got. And this, they're actually this, showing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it in a way where they're not spoiling anything too. Yeah. And this one was just like, hey, check out this Stephen King reference. <laughs> you can see the movie, which there are a lot of those in this movie. Isn't Christine in the movie somewhere? Uh, Cujo yeah. is. Oh, Cujo is? <laughs> Christine is also. Oh, cool. They do, yeah. So is Pennywise. There's a Pennywise. Oh. There's uh, my favorite reference is to 1408. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I left because they have some sort of, there's some sort of Stargate in this. Yeah. And, um, to go to the different worlds. Yeah, go to the different worlds. Yeah, yeah. And he punches like, what's your coordinates? And the guy punches in 1408. <laughs> he, like, he says, remember that number. And they like, That's how you get back here. They, like, they linger on it for a couple seconds. And I'm just like, sweet. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. All right. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, uh, I don't know. Like, Idris is a cool character in this. I don't know if he's Roland or not, but I liked him a no, lot. No, he's actually not. Yeah. He's, uh, this movie is fundamentally <laughs> wrong from the start. <laughs> it's not an adaptation of the Dark Tower. You know why? Because Roland doesn't give a shit about the Dark Tower. Yeah. He does not care. It's not on his radar. Doesn't care. Yeah. That's so bizarre I, I remember seeing the tweets from matt hurt of the obsessive obsessive viewer podcast mm. talking about how he was very he's been very unhappy with this adaptation very vocally and i think they did kind of like a two-part thing about it but two whole parts yeah but um the idea that they turned it into a revenge movie more than roland protecting the dark tower trying to protect the dark and an dark awful tower. revenge movie yeah like <laughs> I'm physically tired from hearing you say you liked it. <laughs> I don't like it as a Dark Tower movie. I just had fun Dude, with it. Dude, it sucks as a movie. I'm seriously perplexed that you liked it that much. I don't know. I, I'm more not, in the middle than you guys. Like, I'm right in the middle of you guys right now. 
<laughs> it's not without worth. There are good parts in this movie, but so much of it is just badly made as a movie. Like the editing and the writing alone, I was like, what is even happening? There's no pace. It's just like watching a crazy person try to get out of a maze. It's insane. But he, I, here's the thing. I'm not saying that I think any of it is good. <laughs> I'm telling you that I had fun with it. I had, yeah, I don't know. I Like, everything made sense to me. Really? What, Maybe what, what, I'm just a crazy person. No, that's just one of the complaints I've heard is that it doesn't really, um, it doesn't do any favors for those who have read all the books that are fans, and it doesn't do any yeah. favors for those who have not read any of the books and just want to go see a movie. I hear that it's not terribly easy to just jump into if you have no knowledge, like pre-knowledge of the books. I, it's much like the first book of the series. <laughs> no, Amy. Like it, I don't. Amy's never. Uh, Amy went with us. Yeah. yeah. And, and Nicole did too. I don't know what she said, but I know Amy said like, "I go, did that make sense to you?" And she goes, "Yeah, it made sense." Okay. I mean, it, it, she didn't. She wasn't. She was. We both felt the same about well, it. Well, there were things but, when we walked out of it that we were pretty unclear on. Like I think we we were talking about well, who was the Crimson King. Like we never right. see the Crimson King, and Amy thought that Jackie Earl Haley was the Crimson, Crimson King, and I was like, I fucking hope not, because he had two minutes of that movie. But <laughs> he had a really hilarious like, fight scene. So, so there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this. Watching his little body get hit by a car, <laughs> and fly away. I was like, really, are you sure you're not going to watch this? Maybe when it's on, like, yeah, yeah, uh, not in the theater, like. No, I don't. don't. I mean, listen. I paid five five fifty, I think, to go see it, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm so glad that's all I spent." Yeah, because it's the most boring version of Dark Tower possible. It's so boring that now I get why people are comparing it to Aragon because Aragon is so boring. And maybe those books are more interesting, but I watched that movie and I was like, "This is the most everything in it is the most vanilla decision that could have been made." It's just so. How can we make this the most dull, the most accessible? It's like I can't even think of anything boring enough to compare it to. <laughs> it's so dull. It's like it's just a Hershey bar. Like here you go, plain chocolate, plain M- it's plain M Ms. It's yeah, exactly. It's so lifeless. <laughs> and the only glimmer of hope in it is Idris Elba because yeah. he is actually so Matthew McConaughey's bad then. He's not bad. He's just it, he's there's I, there's no he's Geostorm. There's no trajectory <laughs> again. It's just, I was gonna say I think he's I think he's bad. But it's the good kind of bad. Yeah, like it's like Alan Gallup bad. And I think that's he, where he has his own idea. I think he gets the character. He has his own idea of it, but it just doesn't. The movie doesn't let him execute it. Okay, I think that's where I'm at too. Is I liked when I liked watching Bahadur because I didn't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah, and um, I liked. I legitimately liked Elba enough. Um, and I I know what Nick and I agree with what Nick's saying. It's. I it's really stupid the way they changed, <laughs> but I thought he was really good in this. Like for the character he was playing, which McConaughey you're talking about still? No, Elba. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I thought he was really good in this. So I he legitimately is. liked scenes with him in it, and then I I liked scenes with McConaughey in it for other reasons. And then when that's most of the movie, I went. I think I it's fine. But it comes together so beautifully <laughs> with Matthew McConaughey at the end of the hallway with a bunch of glass fluttering him around, fluttering around him with his hands up in the air playing a piano his magic it's yeah it's his magic yes. beautiful <laughs> it's it's so good <laughs> it's 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 awful <laughs> so so one of my favorite moments I, in this movie is you find out that the the young child who's the actual main character of this movie that we <laughs> that we have not mentioned problem number yet. one jake is the hero it's jake's movie <laughs> okay it's not jake, Roland's movie. Jake, we find out. Jake finds out that his mother was immolated alive in his bedroom by the man in black. 
Honestly, and, like the idea then, of Jake being the protagonist could work in a better movie. I'm sure, though, because like like I can accept the idea that they would uh, that the studio would say, "Hey, let's let's, in- let's make a kid that's an into this universe, so you can experience through his eyes." That, that's fine. Yeah, I don't have an issue. Like inherently, have an issue with that. I just want to say that. Well, that student like that studio note is writ large in that in that idea. That I think that is exactly why that and that's happened. fine. But if and they don't work, pull it off very well, you know what's even more problem. alarming? They had to reshoot a bunch with more Idris Elba because they said that the test screenings, people were like, I don't, I don't get that guy. I don't emphasize, empathize, em, empathize with, with yeah. that guy at all. So they had to spend a couple million to reshoot more Idris Elba stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? How much well, was he in the movie before? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a point in time where after the kid learns that his mother was burned alive afterward, like maybe 10 minutes later in the movie, Idris Elba turns to the kid and is like, well, you have nothing left in this world. Why not join me in, in, in my realm? And that's just fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's so bad. (laughs) I wish that I hadn't just seen it today. I wish I had at least 24 hours in between to... to Collect yourself. Digest it. Yeah, and to to channel my thoughts into something more than just shaking my head uh, inaudibly. They set it up for a sequel then? No. Yeah. It's it's open for for more, but it's not calling for one. Okay. So that's the one smart thing they did I've because gotcha. this needs to be wiped from the face <laughs> of the earth. It's so weird. It's such a. I was I was fascinated by it too because it's a ninety minute movie. But I uh, to me, I didn't think like it didn't feel like they cut anything out. Like it just felt like this is how they wrote it. And there were I actually I asked Gojo in the car on the way back. I'm like, hey, what happened to that thing at the end of that scene? He's like, yeah, I don't know. Like there but, there were several big giant like. A scene would cut, and I was like, "We're gonna cut back to that, right?" And then it wouldn't, and I was like, "Okay, that's weird." But it, to me, it felt like that's how they wrote it. Like yeah. that's how they wrote it because they do kind of, like they talk about everything, like everything is said and laid out. It's just, it. I don't know. It's just so weird. It's such so, a weird movie, Nick. For for me, as I'm somebody, more fascinated by it than as, anybody here. As somebody who didn't read any of the books, I was very shocked to find out that the Man in Black didn't make it out of this movie. He's he's still alive. I'm sure you he think is. He's still I'm alive. sure he's. Well, okay. he kind of like spoiler alert for the gunslinger. He kind of dies at the end of the gunslinger. Okay, so he's presumed dead at the end of the gunslinger. All right, yeah, and I guess that was the kind of. But it like the movie wraps up in such a neat bow that I was kind of like, why would they not just like lead it off on a merry chase of? This movie would have been a great third entry into a Dark Tower series. Like, it would have been a great third entry, but it would have made more sense, and. I really think they should have started with focusing on Roland because yeah. having Jake there to be sort of the cipher, like Willie said, it does. I I get it, but Jake's just not very interesting. Yeah, even like, even though they try to, get, even though he's basically Professor X at the end of the movie, in the span of <laughs> minutes, he goes from scared, confused boy to Charles Xavier. <laughs> uh, Roland is just an interesting guy. He's an interesting character, and Idris Elba plays him in a way that is very intriguing and now you want to see more of him and i know everything there is to know about roland and still i was like i want to see more of idris elba's roland like i want to know more about him and and learn more about his world and and the stuff they do give you that's his backstory <laughs> is like an e a and e historical reenactment it's so 
terribly done. And Dennis Haysbert plays. <laughs> it's yes. so bad. It's insane. <laughs> I, it's it's crazy. Like I I turned to Gojo at one point during that the big scene with uh, Dennis Haysbert, and I was like. What in the f- what is this? And he was just shaking his head. He was shaking his head. He's like, Ken Burns is the dark. He's tower. like, I do not know what is happening. Wait, like, I got. I have a question for you. Okay, so you went and saw it today. It's Saturday at. It was a matinee. It was eleven thirty. Dark Tower. I'll never forget it. How many people were there? Six. Oh I my think. god, that wow. is that is four more than I expected. But you know, I, I agree. You know what? That's a lot. Actually, no. I'm sorry. There were five because there were two dudes below uh, behind us, and there was a guy who was sat right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he moved <laughs> he moved back one row because it was too close apparently i i saw war for the planet of the apes like a week ago yeah and there were like probably 14 to 15 like 17 people in that theater so is this why the box office is so bad it's because people are gradually coming out of their holes to see movies and then they're going back i don't know i don't know i went and saw, but, I went and saw rob zombie's lord of salem yeah. In the middle of the day. And it was like a Thursday. And there were two other people in the theater with me. And halfway through the movie, they got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was one scene during this, and I don't remember what it is, but I almost stood up. And I was almost like, I'm just going to go. And I don't remember what it was. I'm, was it the hot dog scene? No, that was, that, the was, end of, that was the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, that was the end of the movie. <laughs> but I was ready What was to, the other fish out of water scene? That, oh, he's okay, the no, So all the jokes they stole from Thor, they are good. <laughs> they did steal some. <laughs> they work. Because Idris Elba is very good, but they they stole them from Thor pretty much, and I still laughed. I was like, because I needed relief. I was like, I need I need something. I need an emotional reaction to this movie. No, in, it was like when you in see any way. It's like when you see an episode of like Cheers for the second time. <laughs> you still laugh at the joke, but yeah. it's much more muted. Yeah, no, I laughed, but at the same time, I was like, oof, God, did I need that? I needed I needed I needed something to react to. And just prior to that, there was a cool action sequence. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I finally got something there. But everything about Roland is is everything that should be there from the books isn't really there, and that was a bummer. But at the same time, he's very interesting, and I I wanted more of him and less of Jake because Jake's story is so boring, and they they may as well have cast like Shea Wiggum as his angry stepdad because <laughs> like it was oh my god the stepdad is the most unlikable <laughs> shit really, in the world really the writing in this movie is is freshman college script right it's Sweet. so bad that's my boy Akiva and this, this movie this movie's full of characters finishing each other's sentences which I don't know about you but I I really love that trope when a character goes I thought you were dead <laughs> not anymore <laughs> That happens like five times in this movie. And I, I was like, this is exhausting. I'm glad they're trying to cut down the movie's runtime by just making characters share dialogue. But it's so bad. I mean, also, there's there's not... Uh, I don't know if there's much of an arc, really. I mean, not so much. With the kid, I think there's a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think so. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not to. saying it's good or this like, movie yeah. feels to exciting me. to watch, but he feels like he feels like a different character at the end of the movie. <laughs> like he's at least seen things because it became Professor X. In the last <laughs> that's 10 what, well, minutes. that's what I mean. No, like, the only like, reason he's a different character is because somebody listens to him. <laughs> right, a right. grown up acknowledges him, and well, I think there I is think, a little bit. And of even then, Roland is really dismissive of him at first. And I was like, Roland would never. Roland in the books is very open to like he would he would meet him and go what. You yeah. dreamt of me? Who are you? Tell Where me are you about from? it. People, dreams dreams are, you know, dreams can mean shit. Like, Roland is kind of dumb in this movie. And he was still good. Like, I'm not trying to shit talk 
Idris Elba because I actually did like him quite a bit. He's just written. He's written pretty pretty kind of. He's he's the most. He's the most. Every character in every instance is the most dumbed down version possible. Yeah. And it, it it doesn't do anybody any favors. And like I was telling Gojo after the movie, I was like, I'm a hundred percent open to doing something different and taking it in a different direction in the book. I get it. Let's do that. But at least make it better or make it motivated in a way that is trying to be something better. But this this is like Hunger Games and like Golden Compass and like uh, I assume the Divergent series and the Maze Runner. Like this feels like a YA version of Dark Tower. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a and it didn't work. That's a big bummer. <laughs> it didn't work for anybody. Clearly, the okay, the scene, the 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 big action scene in Jackie Earl Haley's lair that happens towards <laughs> the end of the movie. I'm not gonna lie, and I don't fucking know why, and I haven't felt it in a long time. But I kind of almost had Alex's tears during that fight scene. That's in the, that's because I was kind <laughs> of like I don't even know why I was watching this happen, and I really enjoy Roland's action and the idea of him quick loading that fucking gun and doing sweet. Okay. gun shit it's all fucking awesome and for some reason i feel like i just like welled up a little bit because i was like i'm kind of actually enjoying this movie <laughs> <laughs> that scene was cool and that read the books because that happens <laughs> that happens in every book more than once this where, is, where there's this is the reverse generation of alex's tears where i'm like you should have seen star trek 2 <laughs> And you didn't. <laughs> now you're like, you should be reading these books, but Ro- you're not. Roland in the books is so dominant all the time, and it never gets boring. Even when he's like literally dying, he will still wipe the floor with pretty much anybody he's put up against. And it's awesome because at the root of that character is an unmatchable drive to get to the Dark Tower. Like he is motivated by that, only by that, and he will sacrifice anyone and anything and everything to fulfill that and so even when he's like down and out and he gets down and out quite a bit in the books especially in the second book which is my favorite and he's still like even the other characters around him are like i don't know how you're like even conscious right now and that there is a moment of that in the movie which i really like there was a part where like we don't know how you're sitting up right now and that was the one moment where if anything i was like oh there he is <laughs> it's so good that part was great and the whole scene was funny and then it was thor but that <laughs> there were there were little nuggets in there of Roland where like he kind of acknowledges like he's like the part where he tells Jake like your mind is your weapon and the guns are mine like yeah that's all Roland is good at is killing things with guns like and he's the he is the best at it and and no one will ever stop him and so the reloading trick is a big thing in the books and it's the kind of thing where multiple characters describe what it looks like and it's always like the account is always a little different yeah but it always kind of makes sense like the one in the woods where he flips him in there with his thumb I was like that is pretty much how I always kind of visualized it. But the part where he's rolling the gun across his belt and somehow the bullets, the bullets are coming get in there. <laughs> I <laughs> like, was like, Hey, hey Idris, uh, why don't you do something kind of like, like a, like a little, uh, you know, with the gun on the belt and yeah, we'll just, yeah, the, the bullets are in there. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> things, physical things don't work like that. <laughs> what about it's, the, the moment in the, in but the, the shootout was really cool. Like I was like, this is what I wanted to see. And like the, the part in the town, yeah, I was gonna say the little town with him, with him like concentrating to shoot the the person that's very that, far away and the, behind several things. The shootout in uh, in Richard Sayers' lair should have been more like what happened in the town, okay. because like in the town, he, all right, he's got a little bit of poison. He's not feeling so good. Doesn't matter. Like he sh- he would have destroyed everything, and it and it would have been awesome. Mm. But so for some of that, he was a little bit down and out, and I was, he's kind of getting thrown around by these 
rejects from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> a monster. Maybe those are monsters. Maybe those are monsters. I don't know. But that sequence was just like, parts of it were cool. And him concentrating all that, I actually liked. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But whatever. They just took all the, they took a lot of weird stuff from the books too. They took a lot of stuff from like books six and seven. Stuff that's confusing. And they put it in the movie and like they, they kind of put it in there in a way that makes sense, but it's, it's just not very compelling. It sounds to me like it's like the worst of the Fox X-Men movies, like the weakest ones where they just take characters because they look cool and just throw them in for no real reason. Like, and they don't do anything. It's like X-Men 3. It's like, oh, let's put Psylocke in the movie. You know what? X-Men 3 is not a bad comparison for this okay. movie. Yeah. I like X-3 better, I think. Okay. <laughs> I, see what you're, I see what you're saying. Well, and... Well, they both like... There are, there are lots of quick. I mean, just fish. grabbing elements from an existing source yeah. material and like throw, like hodgepodging. Well, them. they took the stuff that would make it a good YA movie. They yeah. were like, let's have kids being the ones destroying the tower with no explanation of <laughs> how or why. <laughs> also, they live in a set from Lost season three. <laughs> and it's. Yeah, and they the, did. It's, it's just, it's so bizarre. I don't, I don't know why they went that way because here's the thing. If you thought that was going to net you some box office, you probably should have hired some new analysts and like thought <laughs> differently. Like, here's all I'm saying: Why not go for it? Why not like try to adapt it in a way that's a little more adult and maybe a little more interesting? And if you're trying to launch a franchise, maybe try to make a, a part of a franchise. Like, they don't need to make anymore. Yeah. They could reboot the whole thing in three years and start on HBO, and which, would, in my opinion, would be the way to be go. Great, this yeah. should be a series all day. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be a movie. Um, would you bring back Elba? I'd be, I'd be down to see Elba come back for yeah, sure. I, th- I, would, I, I think Elba. He, and here's the other my the other part about this movie that makes me sad is there's so many there's hundreds of little instances in this movie that all could have been better if they had just had little tiny changes. Like there are so many small things that if they were just even written just a little bit differently and approached a little bit differently, the movie would have gone from like a D to like a B minus or a C plus. Yeah. Like so many little things, even down to like this. And I was one of the first things Gojo actually said to me, <clears throat> the scene where they walk into the town and <laughs> just the whole village is gathered immediately. Yeah. And the village elder just looks at everyone and says, haven't seen one of your kind in a long time. And I was like, what? Like a black guy? Because it was like... <laughs> It was so weird. There's no identifying There's marks no, of a gunslinger. The only identifying yeah. mark are the guns. Okay. And there are lots of scenes like yeah, that I in the books true. where he, where they wander into places and people look at him and they just think he's a guy and then they see the guns and the whole mood changes and it's so awesome where the characters like suddenly they have this reverence and they like have this respect. And it, there's, there's a line in this movie that's really funny where the guy goes, we have to obey the gunslinger, it's the law. And I started laughing and I was like, that's a really funny line because some people are going <laughs> to read into that really negatively. Yeah. Because I mean, they're basically like cops. I mean, yeah. they're, they're kind of like knights and they're kind of like cops. And the guy's like, we have to obey him. We have to do what he says. Because they're all like, we're all going to die. And he's like, well, we have to do what he says. It's the law. <laughs> it was so funny. But that, that scene in the town could have been like the ways to make Roland better would have been to influence how the characters around him react to him. And even to little things like how he would react. So like the scene over dinner where she, where the seer describes his lineage and you see some of them kind of like gasp and go like, oh, and they realize who he is. I was like, yeah. that was fucking tight. It needs to be more of that because he is like, he's the last. He's the last of like what was once like, I can't think of a, of a modern equivalent that like is held at this high of regard, you know? 
so it's it's hard to describe but just little things like that throughout the movie that was the first example i thought of um would have made the whole thing a lot better would have made the world richer and, yeah. and more interesting and there was a lot of little stuff in midworld that was cool like the old amusement park and that kind of thing but like again roland's like yeah this shit is here no one knows what it is and jake's like it's a theme park and then roland just like turns away and like yeah. it doesn't ignore <laughs> doesn't say he doesn't say what's a theme park or yeah. like if you say there's, about there's just yeah. no yeah then it just goes to the next scene and i was like what and there uh, there was one part in this movie that made me laugh my ass off and it was when <laughs> in the town the whole big shootout happens it's like chaos houses are being burned down kids are screaming and they know why we all know all the characters know all the audience know what's happening and after roland fights off everybody and they grab jake and everything this seer runs up and picks up she's like they're here for jake and he goes i know (laughs) it's so funny and i was like oh this is just these are lines that people wrote yeah so much of the dialogue i was like it it just a little bit would make it better just a little bit work by by someone who's ever seen a movie one of my other favorite special effects is when Roland is in the like uh Roland goes to get more ammo from the gun store and uh and Walter shows up of course and then like Roland's in the back room and Walter's just they must have put Matthew McConaughey on like a skateboard and dragged him along in front of Idris Elba as he was walking because he's just floating backwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's perfect. <laughs> it's fantastic. Actually, some of the CGI in this movie was was very good. I was yeah. uh I was actually the 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 other monster that chases after Jake in the theme park was actually, I was like, that looks pretty cool. I don't know what it is, but that doesn't look awful. Like I expected (laughs) worse CGI. Well, I think they hit a lot of it in the darkness. Yeah. Which was smart. Everything. But yeah, that's the right way to do it. So the house monster was so bad. (laughs) So disappointing with how that all shakes down in the books. Just, and uh, obviously it's the same thing with, with our preacher podcast, you know, where does the knowledge of the books uh, help you or hurt you? Yep. And I think I, I fully acknowledge that I am emotionally crippled and weighed down by my knowledge of the books uh, and my love for the books. But even just kind of going into this with a very, very, very open, clean slate, I was like, just most of this to me does not work as a movie. It just feels like it was rushed and slapped together and uh it just feels to me like another franchise that we've seen just get destroyed before it can get off the ground and that's that's the thing it's not like i fully completely understand and i feel so bad that it's not good for those of you that actually like really love the dark tower but it is absolutely one of those movies where if i would have caught it on hbo on a random night where i had nothing going on i feel like i would watch it and be like i don't feel like that was as bad as anybody thought it was no, but it's not that it's like good it's just it was entertaining to me and and it's not like i don't think there's that much worth in it but there's little shines and bits of sparkle and idris elba and the fun that i had with matthew mcconaughey like it all it all came out to be a solid c minus to me like it just barely passes the things that save it are the short run time and idris absolutely elba. like yeah. the fact that it is so short is really good idris elba does definitely elevate it when he's given opportunity to yeah uh and mcconaughey he does have his moments that are very very good the scene where he's in the kitchen in the apartment i was like crying i was laughing so hard (laughs) making chicken yeah (laughs) and he was just that scene was great and i was like whoa let's get more of this mcconaughey in this movie but every scene i i walked out of it thinking i didn't know matthew mcconaughey had, had 
six identical brothers that all <laughs> could be in this movie at different times. It's great that their schedules worked out. Because he's different in almost every Yeah, scene. there's not yep. much consistency with him. Nope. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, any final thoughts? No, I think you can... I think you can continue this. And I... Here's the thing. Yeah, I will say this. Some things are totally fine being left as what they are, which is books in this case. Um, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, I don't think it's impossible to make a good Dark Tower movie. Yeah. I think this movie actually shows that it could be done. They Absolutely. just didn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah. possible. You're going to have to change things. But I think King fans, from what I gather, were pretty lenient on what could and couldn't be changed. I think they, they seem they kinda, pretty open to changes they in general. They seem pretty open to it, especially like Nick said, when they they just straight up divorced it from anything that happened. I mean, that is a smart move. Yeah. Um, but it, this would probably work better as a TV show um, on HBO. And I think you can actually, I don't think the word of mouth or like the, is toxic enough. Like I think people saw no. it and just kind of went, it was kind of like at worst they went, it's kind of shitty. Yep. Like I was kind of, it was kind of dull. Um, and then some people, I've seen some people go like, eh, it was all right. So I don't think the word of, and I think Elba made it out pretty unscathed that you could continue this with him in the lead role and maybe make it work. Um, but I think you'd have to come out and say like, no, it's a different story now. Yeah. So yeah. if, if they did a, if they did a series, which last I heard they were still pursuing it. Yeah. If they actually adapted the gunslinger into the next, mm-hmm. the next thing, I would say like all is forgiven because it would be awesome. And then they could, they could, but the problem is because they, where they positioned Jake in this movie they pretty much shot themselves in the foot for book two. Right. That, yeah, that's the, the one area. Which is the best book, I think. Because, and, yeah, this movie does so little in a way that yeah. you could kind of just continue that universe because it didn't really, but that's the one area. Yeah, you're right. I know, and it, which really bums me out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they, they could, without spoiling more of what's to come, they could do it. And I, I know if they follow the gunslinger to a T and Jake returns for the gunslinger adaptation, then they could, not to a T, but with how it ends anyway, they could do the drawing of the three properly and it would be really tight. But, oh well. We'll this, see. We'll see what happens. The movie was made for $60 million and right now it has a worldwide total of $74 million. So I think it's made enough money to justify rebooting it in the next decade. Yeah, but, I'd, I'd be down to see... Idris Elba return, that's for sure. Yeah. He he just needed better material, but he definitely does the most with what he's given. Yeah. And uh I think he's more than capable. It's actually pretty pretty great casting. Yeah. So they they got a lot of things very right, but they missed a lot of other potential stuff that could have made him a better character. All right. I, well, I, after talking to you guys, I do kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Willie, where are you at? I don't know. I'm. We'll probably watch it at some point, like when it's on Amazon. Yeah, that's for the free. other thing I did yeah. to say too is if you have, I mean, if you've read the books and you're a fan of it, I, I think you should watch it at some point. I don't necessarily think like you shouldn't like go out of your way. Like it was gonna put you out of your way. Like don't go out of your way. Watch it. But like if they make something out of something you love, like I think you should check it's it out. Something you should. Yeah. Give it a try. But, but if you don't want to spend ten dollars on it, then uh, I'll wait for it. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on Amazon Prime at some point for free. And I'll yeah. Just go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's it. Oh, man. For episode 202 of the Midwest Film Nerds podcast. We'll see you again with another episode in another seven months in March of 2018. So, we'll see. I don't know. We'll talk about all those movies we were excited for. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, as always, 
MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Maybe we'll bring back that Oscar podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll host the Oscars next year. We should uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe do an It, a little It episode. Might be cool. Yeah, we can figure something out. Even if we could even do like a bonus horror movie yearbook or something. Yeah. But yeah, a crossover. I don't know. But we'll play around with some ideas. Uh, and in the meantime, please go to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Find out how you can support our network and check out our other shows. Midwest Game Nerds, uh, we're talking about Sonic Mania and um, Uncharted The Lost Legacy this next week. We also stream on YouTube and Twitch every other Sunday, uh, so please go to uh, twitch.tv slash Nerds to find out what time and, and all that good stuff. Subscribe to us and you'll get an email as soon as we go live, every time. That's about it. Kylex Y, go watch a movie.